Blog Talk Radio. Eleven hours and counting until the madness begins to come to an end. The fog of war has been relatively mellow for the Miami Hurricanes this year. The bulk of the signing day class was locked up a long time ago. But here we sit, on the eve of National Signing Day and some uncertainty does remain. One of the most enigmatic players in the class of 2016 is the possibly defensive section of Jackson, the talented Bay player, originally committed to Florida State, he has flipped to Florida in June. Since then, he's been in the following season, and he's hitting the Seminoles once again, and this is my answer. Tonight, his father tells me that all the why would he visit Miami unless he was serious about it? But tonight, all indications are that Treon Harris is going to stick to that commitment with Florida State. And then there's Chad Thomas, committed to Miami somewhere between 100 and 1,000 percent. But as we have sat here all day, there has been enough noise to suggest that Alabama is still clinging to a slight chance of turning Thomas. But just before we go on the air tonight, we are told there are strong indications that Thomas has at last firmly made up his mind, and we expect him to sign with Miami tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock at Booker T. Washington, just as everybody in the Canes, Canes Nation has wished and hoped. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to night two of a special recruiting edition of Kane Sport Live. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of Kane Sport, and we're once again getting ready to embark on the fastest two hours in Hurricane Sports. Later tonight, I'll be joined by our managing editor, Matt Shadell, as he joined us last night. But we've not booked any guests for tonight's show because we had so many calls last night and we were not able to get to a large percentage of them that we wanted to make sure that we left tonight's show totally to you guys, the fans, to call in, ask your questions, state your opinions about recruiting here in the final hours of the 2014 cycle. So we have 50 open phone lines, and there's plenty of room for everybody to call in and participate. The call-in number is 646-595-2048. That's 646-595-2048. Over the past 48 hours, we asked Canesport.com subscribers to identify some of the topics that they would like to hear discussed on tonight's show. Here is what they came up with. How serious an issue is it really losing several of the top players from South Florida? Um, You know the names. There's several of them. And they keep this recruiting class for Miami from being a grand slam home run that many thought it might be when they looked at the landscape early in recruiting and saw what a talented year it was in South Florida. Does Al Golden need to add a local high school coach as part of the, the football operations team to help improve local recruiting? Um, People want us to discuss how local parents and coaches can actually help Al Golden and the staff and stop shopping their kids out to the SEC and Florida and Florida State as well. With the money being spent on recruiting, how close do you think the NCAA is to allowing an early signing period for high school seniors? Um, People want to know more about this recruitment of J.C. Jackson that's been going on. How could all three schools 
still be in play the night before signing day? Why did he go on a trip on Saturday to Gainesville to hang out um, with T-Rob, the Gators' defensive back coach, after the family said that he was going to spend the weekend shopping for a signing day suit? Who really influences top players? Do high school coaches really have a say where they go? Handlers? And what about this whole gray shirt thing going on up at Florida State where because of the national championship, so many of the top players seem to want to go to school and there's question as to how they're going to fit them all in and how many of them they can talk into waiting um, and, and, and coming in for the second semester next year. And, and that's what we mean by the term gray shirt. So, so much to talk about it, talk about rather, obviously, many more issues that are going to come to your mind as the show continues. Uh, like I said, we're going to focus entirely on your calls tonight, and we're not going to waste any time. We're going to go out now to the 561, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Gary, what's up, Gary? Doing hey, man, good. How um, you doing? You're, you're on. I love the show. You're doing a good job with the website and everything. Um, look, Thank you, man. We're trying, man. Yeah, I just wanted to get uh, your perspective on this all. I know we lost out on so many, like, big names. If you had to kind of restructure things, like in, like, I guess, like a fantasy world or whatever it would be, who would you change up in Miami to, to try to get some of these recruits, like Sonny and, and like, Cook and all these guys to, to stay? What do you think, what do you think, like, needs to be done? Well, you know – qualifying it by saying we're not privy to every single thing that goes on, obviously. And, you know, that there's millions of phone calls, visits, and everything else that goes on between the staff and these kids and, and all that. But at the same time, we're constantly talking to the kids. We're constantly talking to the coaches. And we get an enormous amount of feedback. And so we kind of are a little bit in a position to have an opinion on this subject. And, you know, the, the thing I would say is this. I mean – I think that in some cases they they could take a look at who's recruiting what schools, um, you know, and maybe try to see if they can get a bet a better mix going. They're, they're having to recruit and overcome an incredible amount of negativity in a lot of these places in South Florida, and, and that's polluting the environment for for their recruiting effort. And uh, you know, I just think that once they get past the signing day tomorrow, I would like to see them sit down as a staff take a hard look at how they're attacking South Florida, who's recruiting what schools, what can they do better possibly, um, and, and try to make improvement going forward. Because, you know, there is no question that as good as, as this class is in, in a lot of ways, that losing so many elite players from South Florida, um, it, it's impossible to say that that doesn't hurt. The, the football program and the football team in terms of developing into a championship uh, entity here over the next few years. And um, they need to keep more of the elite local talent home. Obviously, a, a lot of local kids are, are in this class, and um, I'll take a run through it in, in a minute. But, um, you know, that's the best thing I could say is, is, is they, they need to take a look at, at who they're dealing with at each of the individual schools and maybe – shake it up a little bit and decide who on the staff might be the best fit to recruit those schools. And then once they do that, I think they got to go at it as hard as humanly possible. I mean, you know, for better or for worse, these people in South Florida, um, you know, they want their butts kissed and, and, and they want to see um, a presence out there as much as possible. They want to be called. 
They want to feel important. And, you know, Al Golden has done so many things to reach out to the local high school community. Um, he's had an open door for the high school coaches. He's, um, he created the best camp program system that Miami's ever had. Um, and even despite that, there, there, there definitely are still some disconnects out there that need to be worked on. So, you know, I, I think to me that's the number one challenge here as they get past the signing day and move forward into the, into the next cycle. Yeah. I mean, Al Golden, he's like a – he's a real stand-up guy, hard worker and all that kind of thing. But I think there's a little bit of a disconnect. Like if, if you get Al Golden talking to like, like a lot of inner-city kids, He's just real square and like real. Um, I don't know if he's a he's a very good recruiter. I mean, I like him. I like well, him as a coach. Like, let me say this: I'm not sure that we know that because we're not there. Um, but South Florida is different now, and, and you know, you come down and and you know take the head coaching job at Miami. Uh, not to mention an entire staff, uh, primarily built around guys coming in from from the outside that have never been in South Florida before. Um, it's different down here than it is in a lot of places. And there's an adjustment uh, without question. And, and that's not a knock on any of those guys. I mean, you know, it, it's not like this is a staff that doesn't have a passion for recruiting. I mean, they, they, they do. They like recruiting. So, um, do, you think, do, you think, do you think like Al Golden sitting around like really – like you think he's really – like uh, he's sitting around saying, oh, man, I can't believe we missed Cook and Sonny. Like he's aware of all this stuff or do you think he's kind of oh. like – Absolutely, I can. I, I bet you he's, he's extremely upset about it, um, yeah. and you know realizes that you know they need to do a better job of, of, of keeping these elite local players home. And but I'm sure he's also very frustrated. You know, I mean, you know they, yeah. it, it, you know, it's not like they're not recruiting these kids hard. I mean, they they tried to sign Sony Michelle, they tried to sign Dalvin Cook. The problem they're running into is these kids are finding excuses to say no. And, um, you know, it, it obviously in the big picture for Miami to become elite again and compete for national titles season after season, they have to keep the best local players home. Uh, they can't just dominate the second tier. Okay, well, I got one last thing for you. Um, like, what do you think tomorrow when it goes down, is there any anybody in particular you got a hunch, like maybe we'll, like Valentine will stay or... Is there anybody like a little hope, J.C. Jackson, or you know, I'm going to be honest it seems with you. Like we're just trying to hold on to what we got, you know. But I, 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 I think I, I think that's the situation. I mean, I, I don't know uh, of any great surprises, and, and, and we've been working this thing hard, and um, we don't. I'm not saying there aren't any. You know, they, they might have have something under wraps over there. Uh, tonight as we sit here and talk that, that nobody knows about, but uh, we have not been able to find any surprises um, in, in terms of keeping the class together. Uh, we do think that that's going to happen. We think the guys that are committed on the board are all solid. Um, last night we talked a little bit about uh, Terry McRae and suggested that if there was one guy that might defect, it's him, but we've spoken to his mother today and his camp and they are adamant without question. He's signing with Miami tomorrow. So, I don't think that there's any on the board right now that are going to defect tomorrow. Keep keep your fingers crossed on that. But um, we don't see any surprises coming. Um, like I said, the, the, the guys that are on the fence, J.C. Jackson, uh, we still think that, you know, obviously he's made his decision, but they're certainly not making it public. And um, they're maintaining that it's still a three-way race. So, um, you know, I'm a little concerned about that. I'm a little concerned about the fact that he went to Gainesville this weekend and, you know, 
I, I may have made a little bit too strong of a prediction there last night. I, I can't remember exactly. I think I might have said 70% Miami uh, at the end of the show when we did our predictions. Um, you know, I still think there's a decent shot. Uh, Larry Scott's done a very good job recruiting him. But I'm bothered a lot by the fact that he went to Gainesville this past weekend. And Traveris Robinson for the Gators is a very good recruiter. And um, i, I got to think at best right now it's 50-50. Um, and um, I'm prepared for J.C. Jackson to, to sign probably with Florida uh, tomorrow. Um, maybe I'd even make it 51-49 at this point, um, just even despite the fact that I felt a little stronger about it all the way up to uh, this morning. Um, I guess the other, the other uh, big issue um, is Treon Harris, and, and everything I've heard today is that he's going to probably stick with his commitment to Florida State. We'll find out tomorrow morning. Um, Travante Valentine, uh, we don't have any real hard information uh, at, at this moment. We hope we're going to try to get some more before the end of the show. Um, but the sources that we have in Baton Rouge uh, tell us that LSU feels very good about their position with Travante and that he's going to come to LSU. So um, that's all we have to go by right now. So that's where that stands. So we're not expecting any surprises tomorrow. Uh, all right. Well, I always like it on signing day when, when there, there's like a couple. Last year it was pretty cool with um, uh, what was that day? There was a, there's always like a couple uh, that will snag on signing day. It makes it look exciting. But either way, yeah, but you, then, you know uh, this year's a little different looked, because the class was so full coming into yeah, the class. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I know what you mean. You know, it's like we already have all these great kids anyway. We should be appreciative, but well, there's just not there's only so much room in the end. You know, you you can't you yeah. can't you know. Yeah. All right, brother. Keep up the good work, man. Um, and I'll, I'll just stay on listening to the show. All right. Do I need to keep you on hold? Yeah. Or are you going to be able to listen? All right. I'll keep you on no, hold. Thanks you know. for calling. Yeah. All right. Um, let's go out now to the 305, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Cool. Me? That's you. <laughs> Johnny O from Burr Road once again. <laughs> what do you say, Johnny? What's going on, man? Um, We're doing good. Listen, um, how much you know? I got two things. Um, a lot of people from 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 Dade County, a lot of coaches from Homestead, uh, Carroll City, Liberty City. You know, I, 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 you know, there's nobody that that there's nobody that that's working in the UM. I think that is that is from the hood. You know, all these successful college, uh, high school coaches, and 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 you know, uh, there's nobody. You know. Uh, the Harris, you know, and Uncle Luke. I mean, uh, people from Homestead. There's so many famous, you know, coaches that you know. How, how big of an impact is it that they, nobody can, uh, you know? Damn, there's nobody that that I know that working on the UM coaching side. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they get familiarized with all these recruits. Well, yeah, I mean, you're right, and it shouldn't be the issue that it is. But I, I think it is the issue that it is, um, largely because. Um, there were still a lot of people in South Florida and in that community that were very unhappy when Randy Shannon was fired. And, um, you know, Randy was, was a product of the community, came up, he was a player coach and, and, and defensive coordinator and, and rose to the head coaching job. And it was a tough go for him. You know, he, 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 it's, it's different being a head coach and, and he struggled, but at the same time, there were a lot of people in the in the local community that identified with Randy, and um, so I think when he got fired the way he did after four years, and um, that there were some hurt feelings, and 
you know, that's carried over unfairly to Al Golden and, and his tenure. And um, he's had to deal with that. He's had to deal um, with kids leaving earlier than they probably should have. Um, obviously, the NCAA deal. And when you're not winning and you're looking as bad on the field on, on defense as they've looked the last few years, um, it just becomes sort of like a firestorm, you know, and, and, and that's what they're dealing with. And um, it's not fair. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no question about it. But, you know, life isn't fair yeah. either. I mean, we all deal yeah. every day in our lives he, out here with things that aren't fair. Um, so they're having to fight through it. And, you know, all in all, you know, I, I think, you know, we'd have to say that, that they have um, a pretty darn good class this year, obviously. And, but it yeah. could have been a lot better if they had more support from the local community. Yeah, yeah. And, um, well, hopefully, you know, with all the reaching out, you know, to all the coaches and everything, hopefully all the defenses get mended quickly and, and we can uh, maybe hire a couple of these inner-city prosperous uh, high school coaches, you know, uh, to say, hey, you know, you guys are a part of us, you know, maybe let's give them a seat or two in UM, you know, as, you know. Well, they, we they love, have we a, you guys, you know. They have an open um, football operations job right now in the program, and um, I think that would be a great way to use it. And, and I think you're making a great point. And you know, let's see what happens. Um, we talked a little bit last night about the rumors that have been out there uh, a little bit about Tim Ice Harris, the coach at Booker T. Washington, possibly yeah. coming back coming back into the role that he had under Randy Shannon, but um, Ice has, you know, been very coy about that to this point, and, you know, we don't know, as we sit here tonight, how legitimate that is, but uh, something along those lines would not be a, a bad idea at all. All right, and I just, the steady but slow pro- turtle progress is it's just something that we have to deal with in every aspect of the, the UM oh. thing, huh? Let me tell you this. If you look back at the history of the program and the past times where there have been rebuilding projects going all the way back to Howard Schnellenberger coming in in 1979, yeah. it took him four yeah. or five years. Um, then you look at, um, well, you know, obviously, you know, Jimmy Johnson had a tough first year, but he didn't have to rebuild um, the way that, you know, um, other coaches have. Certainly Dennis Erickson did not. But when things slipped under Dennis Erickson and Butch Davis, you know, came in, he had to do a rebuild. It took him five or six years. He also went through a probation period there. Um, but it did take five or six years to get the program right and on yeah. solid footing. So really none of us out here should be surprised that going, right. into, Al, going into Al Golden's fourth year, there's still so much work to be done. Yeah. All right, uh, two quick things. Uh, what, are, what are the possibilities of uh, any of former superstars coming back to coaching? That's another thing, you know. How oh. about a Ray Lewis, you know, coaching the linebackers, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson coaching the line? I mean, can you imagine? <laughs> Here's the first thing I'm going to tell you about that, okay? These coaches work literally as close to 365 days a year as possible. The most ridiculous hours that you've ever wow. seen in your life. And wow. a guy that's a multimillionaire coming out of the National Football League who's a legend, yeah. it's yeah. not going to be very motivated to take a job like that. You know, the Michael Barrows of the world are, are a rarity. And, uh, you know, yeah. they, they just aren't going to want to do, 
to do what it takes to, to be a coach. But uh, you do have a lot of former Canes out there that have gotten into coaching. Lamar Thomas is one who's steadily advancing yeah. in his career. He He's now with Bobby Petrino at Louisville, doing very well, and you've got to be thrilled for Lamar. Um, Ken Dorsey yeah, yeah. Is, is, is moving forward with his career. Rob Chudzinski, you know where he's been and what he's done. Uh, Mario Cristobal, even though I know he left the program and went to Alabama, is a guy that's obviously done very well in his coaching career and and you know at at one point in time down the road could again maybe uh be a possibility right. to come to come back to this program right. so right. you know there's there's guys out there that are getting into coaching and um obviously many more in the high school ranks um so you might see that you know in the future yeah you know one quick last thing man i had so much fun this year enjoying all the gators losses you don't understand Man, I had the best time of my life, man. Even though we might have lost a couple games, you have no idea how much joy that brought me throughout so many weeks and months, man. Well, I got—I have a feeling you're going to get a lot of joy again next year also, so we'll see what happens. But, all right, uh, listen, thanks, uh, thank you. Me on thanks hold. so much. Appreciate it. Okay, thanks for being part of the all show. Right. Uh, you'll you'll yeah. be on hold. All right, let's all right. move on now to the uh, 205, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? How you doing? Doing good. What's up? Hey, how you doing was, tonight? Uh, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good, man. I, I was just um, looking at the Moten Kids um, highlight film, and he reminds me um, easily from um, Florida. Is there a possibility that he'll play some defensive end for us this year, like strong side? I would doubt it. I mean, they're so packed up with defensive ends. I, I, I would really doubt it. If, he, if he's not ready – to be a contributor, a defensive tackle, I would think he would redshirt. But like everybody else in this class, they're all going to get opportunities because uh, Miami needs to get better on defense. And, you know, to me, a, a lot of the guys that are on the current roster have hit their ceiling. And um, the best way to get better is to bring in better guys. So, you know, whether they came in already or whether they come in in the fall, um, these kids that are in this class are going to get an opportunity to compete from day one. Um, I just hope that at some point here soon, they get to the point where they redshirt kids that aren't ready to make a major contribution because I think it's really hurting the program um, that these kids' eligibility um, is is progressing too rapidly and they're they're not because it's just of the the need that they're not having the time to mature and grow and. Uh, I really think it's it's keeping the program sort of spinning in circles right now. So um, yeah, you know, I, I totally they, agree with that. I totally yeah, agree they 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 need to, especially ball. linemen, man. Li, li, defensive linemen are just not likely to be ready to play as true freshmen. Sure. Even is, Chad Thomas. Yeah, um, I, I can remember because um, I came out of 2004. I can just remember those the 2001 class. Like every year, you know, there was uh, somebody new would show up because they was red shirted. And it's like, man, where this kid come from? Where this kid come from? But, you know, that's right. Um, you know, a lot of these guys are playing too early. I feel like Deion Bush would have really benefited for a red shirt, yeah, along yep. with Howard. Howard, he's a good he's a good um, cornerback, but he does, he didn't um, – I felt like his first year he didn't really have the speed to, to keep up with a lot of those guys. And, you know, um, kind of like Denzel Perriman, he, he, he should have had a red shirt, but he was forced into action. Um yep. But uh, um, I got another question. Yeah, Muhammad, guys, you could, I mean, you could go on and on. You can go on and on. I mean, <laughs> in, to, to my eyes, none of them should have had to play. 
Yeah. I mean, I mean what's yeah, the I, point? I mean, what did, what did what did they have? We they each had one or two sacks, two sacks, I think right. each. Like, what's the this point? Was the like, like what? Like, you know, and 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 you know, Tyreek McCord's going to be a junior now. I mean, he's just now Oops. starting to, just coming close to being able to play. Even guys like Anthony Chicolo, he it kind of hurt him because yep. you know he, he's another one. <laughs> He's, you know, I mean, he had a good pressing him, but after that, he didn't do anything. He haven't done anything. You're seeing the pattern. You're seeing, uh, yeah. you know, it's almost every guy, you know. So okay, okay, another question that the um the the big receiver from um New Jersey, I think it's David. I can't really pronounce his David name. David Njoku. Yep. Njoku. Yeah. yeah. Njoku. Um, I think yeah. on there they had him uh, on the big board. They had him listed as a tight end. I really think they should keep him at a receiver because we need those big threats. We we not we haven't. I think our biggest receivers were like six three, and that was Hearns last year. Yep. And I can just remember the Tommy Streeters and the, um, the Hankersons, and even the Andre Johnson type. We need those big receivers like we had to, you know, to really get well, back to dominate. You, you know, know you like also um, you got to remember now you have two other big receivers in this class. Tyree Brady's a big receiver, and Daryl Langham's a big yeah, receiver. Langham. And so you know, I, I think you know in in Herndon and Njoku. Um, you got guys that are have a little bit bigger frames that are gonna that that theoretically can grow a, a little bit more into that tight end spot, and um, you know be big contributors there. Yeah. Um, okay. One last question. Can, I, I really feel like we should do away with the five nine one ninety you know pound running backs. I love Duke Johnson. I'm a big Duke Johnson fan. But I really think we need to go back to like the you know the the Willis McGahee, the six one two twenty kids, and uh, you know even Edge and James around what six one, the six one range. Because you know I like um I like the guy from Central, um Yerby. Uh, he's a good guy, but you know I don't think he can be able to you know carry the load once Duke go. Who, who no, you know? no, they're not. They, they they can't. And you know you saw what happened last year when they didn't have a guy they felt like they could count on on third and short, and they tried to use Duke in that situation, and that's just not Duke's game, you know. I mean, that's just not, and he doesn't want to be out there in those situations, and uh, he was exposed, and he got hurt. And so, yeah. you know, I, I think they, they badly need a big back, and it's, it's unfortunate that they're not getting one in this class, and they're just going to have to hope that Gus Edwards continues to develop. So, the, um, so uh, um, did that kid um, uh, from um – for Booker T. Washington, all right, what's the chance of him uh, coming to the fifteen, the two thousand fifteen class, the running back? Oh, very good. No, okay. but that's okay. it. But that's a year. But that's a year from now, and he's not that big either. He's not. So, no. So you know they'll be looking for big backs in the next recruiting cycle. There's no doubt about it. Okay. Well, keep me on hold. Okay. Um, thanks for calling tonight. All right. Let's. Um, Let's go out now to the 850, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hello, you with us? Going once, going twice, you're out of here. All right, let's go now to the 404, where you are live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Yeah, what's up, man? How you doing? Doing good. Who's this? Uh, this is Roland, man, from New Orleans. What's going on? Hey, what's shaking, Roland? What you got tonight? Yeah, not too much. Got a quick question, a couple questions, uh... The, uh, not the Nigel Bethel ship that sailed, right? The corner. That yeah, I, th- I, I think th- I think that ship has sailed. You know, the, the truth is he's a smaller corner, and you know, I'm not sure they ever really should have taken a commitment from him. 
uh, to be perfectly honest. Um, but I don't expect that to, to flip tomorrow. But let me ask you this, Garrett. Okay, let's, let's, I know this is all on recruiting, but, you know. And I oh, yeah, please don't start say. ripping the defense. Whatever you do, please. No, no, please, no, no, please. no, 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 no. It's not about ripping the defense. No, 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 no. Um, you know how you mentioned there's only, you know, a certain amount of spots uh, for, from, from Miami to take as far as players or whatnot. Um, it's way too much talent. It's way, 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 way too much talent down in Miami. And I just cannot – it's got to be, there some disconnect, something going on where you're losing the Cooks, you're losing the Lanes, you're losing the Michelle. Something is going on. There's, there's a huge disconnect. And you know how you talked you talked about um, the, the probation with, you know, with – I mean, with Bush Davis, it took him a long period of time to build things back or whatnot. But the program is – this is what I think it has to do with, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, that stadium – when those kids go into that stadium and you see that, you see 45, maybe maybe 50,000 people, and then you go you go to, I don't know, Georgia or LSU, and they got 78,000 people. I mean, this is minimal, but I'm telling you, the Orange Bowl brought a lot of energy, and it was a smaller stadium, but I know obviously it was a stadium that that, that needs to be, has some revamps that needs to be changed, but I think that Going to a different stadium is huge, and also it's 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 some disconnect that's going on between the coaching staff and you know these kids in Miami because it's just too much talent that that Miami is losing, man. And you know it if you go back to even in even in Miami's worst days, the talent was better than the, the talent that you see of the last, you know the senior class that came out. I mean, it's just, I look at, I mean, I don't even know where to start, man. LSU, LSU was irrelevant to saving got there. And now they're getting it, now they're producing corners and beauty linemen. That's a Miami thing. So it's, I don't know what Golden has got to go and do to, to get that connection back. But they had a guy made a point a little bit earlier about hiring some of the coaches, uh, you know, uh, from the Miami area. I don't know if the kids are relating to the coaches, but it's just there's no way the world Miami should be should not have a tough high class top. I mean, every year, come on, Gary, let's be real with all that talent that's in Miami. Just, You're not going to hear me. I'm not going to disagree with you. I, Gary, I, I mean, I agree. All this talent, all that talent in Miami. If they just say, oh, you know what, we're going to just recruit Miami, and we're not we're not going to worry about Tampa and Jacksonville or right? anywhere in, the, in you know, all these other uh, states, just focus on Miami and just get players out of Miami. That's it. Miami be it, it, I don't even know what to say. You know what I mean? Miami be, you know, it, it would be a top five class, man. It's just frustrating, man. And I don't know what the connection is, the disconnection. But, again, people, I, I think this is, too, coming from New Orleans. New Orleans is a different type of animal, just like Miami. It's inner city. You're dealing with different type of kids. You got to have coaches that relate to those kids. So, man, I don't know if that, if, if if that's a, if that's a disconnect or what. But you know, it's just Miami should be top five every year, every single year. It, even even the second tier kids, they should be getting. They shouldn't have to struggle to get D linemen from, you know, JUCOs from 
Kansas and, and, and wherever. It's just it's just frustrating, man. Every time I see, you know, I know Golden, I know the probation is, 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 is passed, but, man, you're looking at schools that Miami would smoke. It, it was a joke. It went like they shouldn't be on the same field with Miami. And you got all that talent in Miami, and you yep. tell me you can't get something's going on, Gary. But I, I don't I know you got a lot of callers. But I just want you to just put me on hold, man. I just uh, I just shake my hand because it's just like, you know, you look at all the guys in the league from Miami, and over the, over the past four or five years, the only person you could say that's doing something is Sam Shields, and that came out of Randy Shannon's uh, regime and, and maybe Orlando Franklin. But outside of that, I mean, who can we name? You know, I don't know, man. It's just uh, it's just frustrating, and I just hope that. They can get that connect back and get that pipeline flowing from South Florida schools and and, and really get you know get more kids to to to, to stay. Yep. I don't know what's going on, you know. So keep me on hold. I, I just want to listen. You got it. You'll be on hold. All right. Before I go to the next call, just to show you how crazy things are here in, in this uh, fog of war, as I love to call it, uh, we just received a report from. Somebody I would consider relatively reliable who's um, got connections into the coaching staff at the University of Florida, that Treon Harris has informed the Gators that he's picking UF tomorrow. So we, we, I mentioned at the beginning of the show that the signs were strong that he was going to stick to his commit to Florida State. Um, that came from sources in Tallahassee um, who have been in regular contact with Treon and Tim Ice Harris. Well, now we've got Gainesville sources telling us that the University of Florida staff believes that Treon Harris is going to sign with them. So um, obviously right now I'm doing the show, don't have, uh, don't have the opportunity at the moment to go back to these sources that we have up in Tallahassee and, and check it out from that end. Um, but looks like both Florida and Florida State right now think they're getting Treon Harris unless he has called Florida State and told them, hey, I'm not going to honor uh, that commitment. Um, either way, uh, does not look good for Miami with Treon Harris. All right, let's go out to our next call. Let's go out to the 347, where you're now live on King Sport Live. Hey, what's up, Gary? Hey, this is Kwame. How are you? Hey, what's up, Kwame? How you doing tonight? I'm uh, I'm a little nervous, man. Uh, a lot of smoke around Chad Thomas in Alabama right now. You know, a lot of my friends who are Florida State fans and Buckeye fans have been ragging on me that uh, you know we're going to lose him tomorrow. And well, I, I the, the case. let me let me tell you, there there has been reason for concern the last few days. Um, everything that you've seen me posting on the message board, you know, people are t- trying to say that it, we're we're trying to create drama and this and that. We have no reason to create drama. We're not trying to get traffic. We're going to do we're going every signing day. Our, our website already does millions of hits. So you know. It's the place to go if you're in the Canes Nation to find out what's happening on signing day. We don't have to sit here and make stuff up to to try to get people to come to our site. Um, Chad Thomas has been very seriously considering going to Alabama um, through the weekend. Um, it, it, it even well, I guess I would say from the time he took his visit and came back, um, he also has had a lot of dialogue in the last 24 to 36 hours with the with the coaching staff up at Florida State. And and this is a kid that has been torn on his decision. You know, it, there's a lot of things he likes about those two schools. And if if the Canes Nation and ourselves, as we sit here tonight, are honest about it, um, you know. You, Alabama has been at the top of college football the last, you know, four or five years. Florida State just won the national title. 
So, you know, why wouldn't the kid um, have interest in those schools? And, um, you know, the, the only reason th- that it's coming up with Chad Thomas right now is because he's the only guy left that hasn't committed yet. But, you know, you, you've already lost Travis Rudolph to Florida State. You've already lost Dalvin Cook to Florida State. And so um, he has legitimately been considering those schools. Now, I did get a report right before we came on the air and – you know, I apologize. I mean, this stuff is changing all the time. We constantly have information being fed to us um, from literally hundreds uh, of sources that we have in different areas around the country and, and things like that. Um, coaches, people that cover recruiting, things like that, that have their own connections and stuff. And um, we've been doing this a long time. And so we're constantly getting new information in. And before we went on the air tonight at 8, I did get a report from somebody who's connected to Alabama that um, informed me that um, Alabama is feeling less confident about landing Chad Thomas um, and that he more than likely will follow through and stay with Miami, which everybody has felt would be the case all along. At the end, kids tend to go back to where they started. Uh, That's a pattern that we've seen through a few decades of covering recruiting that in this fog of war that we love to call it, at the end of the day, kids end up going back to the place where they initially felt like they wanted to go in the first place. Um, So, you know, keep your fingers crossed. So that means Javante is going to Louisville? No, we (laughs) – No, but I'm not sure he ever was going to Louisville. Um, I'm telling you, I think he's going to LSU. Which is where yeah. I think he always in, that's where I think he always intended to go. I don't think he ever you know I know he committed to Miami and was and was playing the game right for a few months, but you know he decommitted from Miami uh, really the first time he had an excuse to commit from to decommit from Miami. You know, come on, you, you know Al Golden considering going to Penn State is, is you know is is a reason to decommit. I mean Al Golden's still here, so you know I, I I'm not sure he ever was really in his heart committed to Miami and. Um, you know, I'm expecting Trevante Valentine to go to LSU, but you know, we'll see. Maybe, maybe I and everybody else is surprised tomorrow. I guess you know my my next question is in regard to you know these position coaches and their ability to recruit, because I, I'm wondering what Paul Williams, aside from having a, a you know a secondary that I don't know, it leaves you wanting at times because of this soft cover playing 10 yards off the receiver. But I haven't really seen him pull top-notch guys. You know, I don't. I mean, I think the only guys really carrying their weight around here are Coley and Barrow. You know, I haven't seen Jethro or, uh, you know, I think, you know, D'Arfino had a hand in, in Hester. But I, I, I think I, I just don't see the, the, uh, the sort of vibrato that I need to see from um, – these position coaches, like, you know, when Ed Orgeron and Shiano were here, you know, you had – I don't see any head coaches out of these position coaches. And back in the day, all of these position coaches that were on the Miami staff, you saw eventual head coaches uh, one day. And that's, I think, part of the problem. I don't see out of this whole lot, save maybe Coley, I don't see one guy on that staff that I can see could be a potential head coach. And I think that's part of the problem. The staff – is not as hungry as they need to be. Nor do they know that, you know, Dade, Broward, and West Palm Beach counties to get some of these kids. There's no way you can tell me that, you know, okay, I understand attrition is part of recruiting, 
at a position of need, you know, and you have the best D tackle in your backyard, you don't lose guys like that. And, and I'm just I'm sick and tired of looking at Upper National Friday Day and because, you know, it's so publicized now and seeing, you know, Miami sort of rounding it out with, you know, a bunch of projects that we hope will pan out and guys who are like Timmy Jernigan, you know, uh, who are, you know, can't miss guys, you know, we whiff on. I'm, I'm hoping that that changes in 2015. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm sort of beside myself because there were no changes made in the off season, given our lackluster performance on that side of the ball. And he, he doesn't have the excuse of having the NCAA hanging over the program anymore. So I, I really would like to see some improvement. I'm, I'm holding out hope that he can well, pull a rabbit out of his hat this year, but I, I, I'm, I'm skeptical. You know, a great, great group of guys. I, I don't disagree with you that uh, there's a large number of members of the Canes Nation out there around the country that are, are, are hoping to see a little bit better uh, from this coaching staff in, in, on the recruiting front. Um, they have lost a lot of very key battles this year. At the same time, they've also put together a pretty good class. It could have been a off-the-charts phenomenal class, but it, it's a good class. And, you know, like you say, you know, you want more, and I know a lot of other people do too. Um, thank you so much for calling us tonight, um, and uh, I hope you'll join us again on a future show. Thanks, Jeff. All right. All right, let's um, – actually, before I, I, I go back to another call, um, I did just get another report in um, as we were talking to the last caller. Um, one of our Rivals.com analysts has spoken to J.C. Jackson's dad in the last couple minutes and was told by J.C.'s dad that he thinks that J.C. is going to be sticking with his commitment to Florida tomorrow morning. Um, again, not, not good news for the Hurricanes, but it, it, that does match up. With, with what I mentioned earlier in the show that I suspect will happen. Um, so right now it's looking like J.C. Jackson to Florida, possibly even Treon Harris to Florida, um, if that report that we got out of Gainesville uh, a few minutes ago is accurate. Um, so that brings you up to speed on those fronts. Um, let's go out to our next call, um, out to the 718, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hey, Gary, what's up? Man, it's wild here. These, um, I'm not going to say. I mean, it's kind of bad news. It's kind of bad news that keeps flying into my uh, my cell phone and my email and everything else here. But uh, you know, it was all expected that yeah, that most of these I guys agree. weren't going to sign with us. Gary, what's up? It's BK Hurricane. What's up, BK? How you doing tonight? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Um, listen, I called you, um, you yesterday, and uh, I kind of brought up Chad Thomas, and you kind of mentioned the fact that. He's athletic enough to like maybe play linebacker, along with Tyreek McCord and El Dean and all these guys. But then it didn't occur to me like if they are like who on the coaching staff is you know could develop these guys to play that position to play those positions. Um. Well, I mean, who on the coaching staff? I mean, you've got Coach Barrow. You've got you know Coach Franklin coaching the D line. Coach Barrow coaching the linebackers. I mean, that's who has to do it. I mean, but they there haven't is no... done a very good job with what's there now. Well, I mean, I mean, Perryman was was supposedly you know I mean he was a I mean he's a pretty good linebacker, but he hasn't you know I mean he couldn't even start for Louisville you know Perryman 
at this point. Well, I mean, you might be right. You know, I can't argue with you. Aren't skilled enough to develop these guys. Well, I think it's it's more than just that. I think there's a lot of factors, and you know, I don't. I want to. I want to stick to. I want to stick to recruiting tonight, but you know. I mean, I mean, we are talking about recruiting. I mean, I mean this is not. I mean, there's just not much you could say. You know, I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you you're wrong, and I don't. You know, I certainly don't have an argument for you on on your point. You know, I mean, I would just love to see these guys play their position. Chad. Thomas I mean, I love. I love. Let, let me qualify. I'm gonna call. I mean, I love Michael Barrow. I mean, Michael Barrow is a, a pure cane. I mean, you know, it, it's it's painful to think that Michael Barrow might not be developing the linebackers, but I'm not convinced that there have been good enough linebackers to develop. I mean, Denzel Perriman potentially a very good player, but he's very small, and, and you know, he would never admit this probably, but I'm not so sure that he doesn't see half the darn plays developing because he can't see into the backfield. Uh, above the defensive lineman and the offensive line, so you know, I don't. I mean, I don't know. You know, right. I, I think I think they got to get some better players in. Hopefully, this recruiting class will be a start towards that. Right now, with this recruiting class in particular, I'm, I'm going to talk about this recruiting class. Like, do you see like a better level of 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 skilled uh, you know athletes coming in over the past like three years, like so to say? Johnson overall better than what we've I mean, had the last three years? In past classes, I mean, Duke Johnson's elite, you know, without question. Stacey Coley is elite, without question. Um, you have guys like Herb Waters who have developed into very good skill players. Um, you know, this current class... Uh, I'm not sure that there's an elite skill guy. I mean, we we got to see how Yearby develops. Um, I don't. I think that the three receivers in the class are good. I'm not sure any of them are elite, like a like a Travis Rudolph or a Johnny Dixon would have been, in my opinion. Um, so I don't know. You know, I mean, you know, it's kind of like a mixed bag. Right. Does that worry you at all? Because you know, like throughout the season, you were kind of saying it's not just the coaching. There's something else going on there. Like maybe you didn't want to touch on it, and I totally understand. Like you know, maybe these kids just weren't grasping the you know the concepts that the coaches were putting out there. Who knows? But I mean, that kind of scares me to hear you say that because you know I was really putting a lot. Hear of me say what? Recruiting? Huh? I mean, what am I saying? Say that uh, you know, like this recruiting class compared to past. I was kind of hoping you say like across the board. Well, there's there's not an elite skill guy as a group. I mean, not as individual players, but more as a group. I mean, I don't, I just, I don't see an elite skill guy. I see good players. I think Braxton Barrios is going to be a very good possession receiver. Um, I think Brady and Langham are, are are good guy, good project guys that could develop into quality big receivers, kind of like an, in the mold of an Alan Hearns, possibly. Um, as their careers advance, but there's no Stacy Coley in this class. No, I mean, I mean, what do you see defensively? Like, um, uh, all right, let's uh, let's look at the safeties. Like Kai Hester, Marcus uh, Guyot, I think his name is. Like, how do you think he would compare to like uh, you know Rayshon Jenkins and, and well, Deion Bush? I mean, it, when I watch Marcus Guyot on film, I absolutely love what I see. Um, you know, I, I think that he's going to be a very good player. Um, I like Hester as a player. You know, I, I think he's going to be a very good player. Um, Ryan Mays, I haven't really had a chance to study to the same degree as the other two. Um, 
but I, I, I feel very good about Gayat and Hester. Okay. Uh, I just hope we could, you know, uh, well, I don't expect any surprises tomorrow. I think pretty much what we have is what we have. Uh, I don't think we lose anybody, but I don't think we gain anybody either. Yep. That's the way it looks right now. We don't we don't know yeah. of any surprises, like I said. Yeah, we're fishing. We're we're yeah. continuing the fish, but we don't know of anything yeah. right now. Yeah, and I think that if we can't get anybody, we shouldn't really try to fish because you know we have those scholarship reductions. Right. So why yep. not? Take Definitely a, should take not reach. Hit. Right. You know, do like not waste. Hit do not waste scholarships. Down, you know? Yep. You know, Cannot so waste scholarships. Exactly. So it might just be better to take a hit now, you know, instead of reaching for some kid that'll probably never play here. Yep. You know. So that's pretty All much right, it, Terry. You're doing a great job. Thank you, man. Thanks for joining if us you tonight. Give me a hold. I appreciate it. You got it. All right. All right. Let's go out now to the five six one where you're now live on Team Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Yeah, I'm all right, Gary. This is Willie, man. What's going on? What do you say, Willie? What you got for us? Uh, well, like I say, you know, people have to remember, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, it's all the product and everything that's happened in Miami over the last 10 years. I mean, you had where, you had where, um, we, we had decent recruiting class with a lot of the kids didn't pan out. They didn't stick. And then when Golden came in, you had guys the next year, they left early, which made other guys like Perryman have to step up and have to play early. I mean, you know, even with this year's class, we have a, we have a, a good class coming in fill some holes and maybe try to build some depth. But, you know, you know, we got what we got. We just got to take what we got and support the kids that we got, try to get everybody pulling the same way. Not one week is one guy on the radio saying how, how he's killing, how somebody's killing the program and they're killing the kids. And, you know, I mean, we, yeah, we, somebody, I mean, we got all. Somebody needs to get these alumni together and get them back behind the program. You just can't. You know that's that's tough to overcome when you got a guy who's yeah. one of your hall of, hall of fame players going on the radio a week before signing day. You know, talking I mean, about I love, him to, I love him to death, man. But I mean, have that opinion, man. I mean, you, you can have your own opinion, but have it next week or something. You know? Yeah. Well. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, and what does it accomplish? It, it, it accomplishes nothing. And you know, you know, I also didn't how like. How does it help I didn't the like, program? I always say, how does it help the program? Tell me how. To, I thought, how does it help well, the program? I thought Steve Walsh could have helped the program a little bit more in the recruitment of Travis Rudolph. Than, you know, I mean, I mean, it shocked it shocked the hell out of me. But it, it, it it's like I say, I'm I'm really looking to the 2015. It's going to tell me all about Golden and his staff. These are the kids that they've been working on since they first got there. There's, I mean, through all the through all the NCA sections, they they, they have a full year clear of of any of that crap. And then 2015, 2015, we'll see actually what we, what, I mean, what kind of recruiters, what kind of program we're gonna be. I mean, because fair, fair I enough. Mean, we, we, I mean, there, there's no changing what, what's coming in tomorrow. I mean, you got guys. I mean, Sony Mike, he was, he's been been talked to with Georgia for forever. And, you know, nobody knew for for what three years what they were gonna do with Miami. For three years, these other coaches have been able to, you know, build a relationship, drill this, drill this, drill this, Miami this, Miami this. I mean, they're going to hate Miami regardless that we didn't have the same. They're going to find something, something that we just, you know, just the centers from, from down below. So, you know, I mean, hey, it's a product of who we are. We just got to be kings. Take what we got and go out and kick But no matter what. You didn't want if you don't come, you don't come. Well, have, you know, just, just take the whipping when it comes. I mean, we got to be a you, man. 
take no prisoners, win, lose, or draw. I mean, you get you get our best every Saturday. You get our best no matter what. Period. Fair enough. All right, thanks for calling. Give us a call another time. For sure, man. All right, man. Thank you. All right, let's go out now to the um, 706, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Good, Gary. How you doing, man? Doing good. Who's this? This is Jeremy calling from Atlanta. All right, Jeremy, what you got? Oh, man, just a couple of things. First off, I'm a, you know, other than it seems like everybody else on Canesport, I'm one of the few optimists <laughs> or, uh, you know, optimistic people on the website. I love our class, man. You know, it's, it's, there's probably only three or four kids that were really highly touted. I mean, they all have pretty impressive scholarship well, offers. You know, I mean, let's, let, let's just do a quick summary of it real quick because I've been wanting to do it since the show started and haven't gotten to it. So, Bob, bear with me here for a second. You know, you got, you got a couple decent quarterback prospects. Brad Kaya, uh, a, a more of a pure passer, out-of-the-pocket guy, and then Malik Rozier, who's a little bit more of an athletic quarterback, likes to think of, of himself as molded in the Russell William um, uh, sort of mold. So, um, you know, a couple good quarterbacks to work with that hopefully are an upgrade at that position over over what's behind Ryan Williams um, right now, um, it, unless Kevin Olsen picks up his game a little bit in year two. Um, running back, you would, you would have liked to have more, no question, but you've got a good small back in Joseph Yearby um, who shouldn't have to play a lot in year one as he recovers uh, from that ankle injury because of the guys that they have in front of, of in front of him. So you can bring him along slowly, um, hope that uh, he ultimately develops into a, a, a Duke-like running back. Um, wide receiver, um, I think you would have loved to get either Travis Rudolph or Johnny Dixon, one of those elite guys. But you've got three good serviceable players in Braxton Berrios, who's um, um, a, a sort of a crafty kind of guy, uh, I would best compare his style to Wes Welker, uh, that type of receiver. Um, then, like I said earlier, you've got Tyree Brady, Daryl Langham, a couple bigger receivers, um, probably more in the mold of an Alan Hearns uh, that you can work with and, and hope they develop. Um, a couple tight ends, certainly not considered elite, but could be the sleepers of the class. And Chris Herndon and David Njoku, um, if you haven't had a chance to watch their game tape, Go ahead and do so, and you'll see the potential that these two guys have as um, tight ends that are going to be able to get down the football field as their careers progress. Um, Offensive line, I I think you would have loved to have one more. Um, I was never sold that Riley Gibbons was going to be a great player at Miami. Didn't bother me personally in the least when he defected to Stanford. Um, I think in Trevor Darling, Casey McDermott, and Nick Linder, you've got three real high-character kids. Um, Darling and McDermott, I think, have college-ready bodies right now. That doesn't mean they're going to play as true freshmen, although I do think McDermott's got a shot. You know, he's a little bit more polished right now than Darling is. Um, but, you know, three guys to work with. Linder's a potential center of the future. Um, so, you know, a decent class. I think you would have liked to have one more guy there. Um, but the three that they're getting are, are pretty good. Um, defensive line, um, I'm not sure you have, uh, you know, once you get past Chad Thomas, that there's a great player there. But, you know, you've got a lot of, uh, of, of very good players, um, you know, going down the list. Trent Harris, who I think is one of the more underrated guys in this class as a defensive end, a very solid football player. Uh, Calvin Hurtaloo, a junior college defensive tackle who should make an immediate contribution. Uh, Demetrius Jackson, 
A um, little bit more of a project because he hasn't played a ton of football, but a guy that, that you know lit up the football field this year, Booker T. Washington with Chad Thomas getting so much attention, who should be a, a very good project guy over the next couple of years to develop into a defensive end. Um, Cortell Jenkins, you know, maybe not as tall as you would like for a defensive tackle prospect, but a kid that's got the potential to grow into a run stopper. Same thing with Anthony Moten, um, certainly a defensive tackle that you can work with and, and try to develop. Um, Mike Smith, a guy that can possibly bounce to defensive end or linebacker. We'll see how that goes out of Miami Northwestern, another quality uh, football player. Everybody knows about Chad Thomas, the, the, the lone five-star in this class, and who's, who's obviously a great prospect. And then you got Michael Weiss, who's the junior college run stopper, big body for the middle, who without question should factor into a significant amount of playing time next year. So, you know, decent D-line class without a doubt. At, at linebacker, you've got three guys. Um, the one I really, really like is Darian Owens out of Orange Park. Um, it, it might take him a year or two. He, he's going from safety to linebacker, but I love the way this guy plays football. If you haven't had a chance to watch his tape, um, make sure you do so. Um, Jawan Young, a bigger linebacker out of Albany, Georgia. I'm expecting him to be a good player. Um, and then there's Terry McRae from Pompano Beach, Ely. You know, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I think he's a little overrated. Um, when I've watched him, um, I have not been blown away, but you know, maybe, um, what the Miami coaches see in him that inspired them to offer him and take his commitment will come to the forefront and he will as well turn into a, a good linebacker. Um, defensive backs, um, we talked earlier, uh, Gay Yacht, I love. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to watch his tape, make sure you do. He's a, he's a very high-quality defensive back. Uh, Kai Hester um, out of New Jersey, another real high-quality guy. Um, and then Ryan Mays is a little bit more of the project guy at a, at a Miami Northwestern, maybe not quite as refined and polished as Gayot and Hester, um, but a guy that also can develop into a very high-quality defensive back. And then um, athletes, you got Trayon Gray out of Miami Carroll City, um, a guy that you know, projects as an offensive skill player. Um, he is probably not going to make it. I think he's going to end up going to JUCO or, or prep school, but you know, maybe a couple years down the road, he comes back and, and, and makes a contribution to the Hurricanes. Um, the only other guy that we have on the board, really, is Tavon Ross. have no idea what he's going to do tomorrow um, at this time. So, you know, it's a good class, a solid class. I'm not going to call it a great class, um, but a nice workmanlike class. Right, and I agree. Uh, you know, and one more thing, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a Coach Golden fan. I mean, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I don't agree with a lot of things. Uh, personally, as for the main reason I called in, you know, we, we, he is facing such a slippery slope, and there's not a whole lot of branches to grab onto, you know, uh, whether it be that – you know, there, there there are defections from the community. Uh, okay, and then let's let's face it, the biggest target on our back, and it's a big one to pick on, is the defense. Okay, I you know I just oddly enough, I feel like that affects not only defensive recruits but offensive recruits. Okay, because it's 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 an easy target for uh, you know competing coaches to pick on. So yes, at the end of the day. You know, Ermin Lane, he, he obviously is not a uh, defensive prospect, but it's really easy for Jimbo up in Tallahassee to say, hey, you know, 
you may have a shot to play, but you're never going to win anything big because the dude won't do anything about his defensive coordinator. Okay, so I, I feel like that's been being sold to not only defensive but offensive recruits. And I'm wondering, and you know, here and now, just to ask you, do you feel like he's actually going to Coach Golden is he's going to take the necessary steps to further the program? I mean, I don't know if it's you know marketing off forever a whole product product because you know I've been told that. Yeah, uh, you know he's running Coach Golden's system. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm just wanting to know from your interviews and talking to him: is he the type of guy that's going to mold with the system? If he's going to change with the times and maybe you know do what he has to do to further the program? I'm going to hang up and listen to what you guys say. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you; I don't have an answer for you. I, I really don't. Um, you know, I, I was consistent all year in saying that I, I thought that the problems were way beyond one guy and that you could not just scapegoat Mark D'Onofrio and think that you're solving the, the, the issues that they have had on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Coach Golden decided to bring the staff back intact because he feels the talent base is getting better and he wanted to give those guys a chance to work with better players and, and see how they do. And um Will there be changes? I think a lot will depend on how this next season goes. And, and if they do make the progress, the coach Golden suspects that they're going to make. And um, yes, he's very loyal. Um, there have been times, um, not just involving coaching, but there have been times in his personnel decisions with players that he's probably maybe been a little loyal to a fault. Um, you know, I felt that way in his first season when he stuck with Ja'Cory, even though Ja'Cory was not playing quarterback at a very high level. Um, and I think when Stephen Morris didn't play very well this year, and, and, and maybe there was some um, internal debate over whether to stick with Stephen or, or go with Brian Williams and, and give him a shot, um, I think Al Golden definitively decided that he was not going to take Stephen Morris' senior year away. So, you know, this is a, a guy that's very loyal. Um, I'm never going to bash loyalty. I'm a very loyal guy myself to the people that work for me and, and are my friends and um, and, and those types of things. So I, I value that quality a lot in people. Um, so I'm not going to knock them for that. Um, but this is a tough, tough game in, in, in football. And, and sometimes, you know, you have to make tough decisions that you don't want to make. And um, a lot of us out here thought that he might make some this year, but he chose not to. Um, so I think a lot in the future will depend on what happens over the next 12 months. Hope that answers your question. And, um, you know, I think you, you you just dropped on us, so I, I hope you heard the answer, and, uh, you know, we're going to move on from here. All right, let's go on now to the 954, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing? Hey, dude, how you doing? Doing good. Who's this? This is Hurricane Mike. What's up, Mike? Hey, man, what's going on? What's going man? Just sitting here talking hey, some I recruiting with my buddies. Hey, man, I've been trying to get on this phone for two days now with you, man. I was on hold all night. All right, well, you're on. Don't don't waste the opportunity. What you got? <laughs> hey, listen, this is my whole thing about this recruiting. I wish a man that could get every player with no stars. Just get some hungry people that want to play football. I'm not stuck up on the stars. Stars don't mean nothing. I'm in the five stars that came to Miami and didn't, and didn't work out. I'm in the five stars that went to every team and didn't work out. Stars ain't about nothing. It's about the hard. One thing about a heart, you cannot teach that. That's something you got to be born with. So if I can have a player that ain't got no stars, but he got a big heart and want to be a king, that's what I want. I don't want no player that wishy-washy. If you're going to be with Mammy, you be with Mammy. If you don't want to be back, go on by your business. 
That's my whole thing about this. The force with his defense is this. Okay, I, don't, I like Benafio and I don't like Benafio. I'm going to say that. You know what I'm saying? Because this is what I mean about that. He can coach you, but he can't play the game for you. So if you miss a tackle, that's not on him. You should be already know how to tackle. Because if you were wrapping up tackling in high school, you should be able to wrap up tackle in college. That don't change. The play, all thing change is the uniform. That's it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm uh-huh. sick and tired about, you know what I'm saying, that the Napo is enough. The kids need to tighten up. They need to tighten up too. Some of it is on the Napo. I don't like the way the defensive back play back 20 yards off the play. I don't like that. I like the in face corners. You know what I'm saying? But my thing over there with Valentine is this. I hope Mr. Valentine is listening. If you want to go to Louisiana, go to Louisiana. That's your choice. You know what I'm saying? I uh-huh. love Chad Thomas. Chad, if you're going to be with Miami, you're going to be with Miami. If you want to go to Alabama, go to Alabama. You see what I'm saying? We got two kids that are going to be coming out of Monarch who I volunteer and work with throughout the summer, and that's Sean Burgess and that's Kevin Ridley. And the thing that I tell these kids when I talk to them, and I see them all the time, I talk to them, matter of fact, I'm going to see them tomorrow, is that go where you can get your education where you feel happy at. Don't go where I want you to go because I'm biased. I'm going to tell you to go to the hurricane. You understand what I'm saying? But my thing, Gary, is this. They need to get rid of the stars. The media is the one that makes these kids' head big like it is, that make them wish you watching the play with people's feelings or whatever. I don't get caught up in it. You know what I'm saying? They should get rid of the stars. If you're going to play football, decide where you're going to play it, you just play. That's it. You know what I'm saying? And that's basically all I got to say. Go Kane. Whatever we got tomorrow, I'm satisfied. Who we don't got, that means what it meant to be. Bottom line. I'm waiting on next year to come around. This year's already gone for us up a certain for us recruit. And I talk to all right, man. Here. Well, I, I'm glad you had the chance to, to share that with us after waiting for two days. And uh, thank you for having patience. And uh, thanks for calling back in tonight. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No problem again. All right. We're going to go back on out now to the um, the 954. We're, you're, you're now live on Team Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Oh, man, you got to get rid of that noise. Hey, I'm going to put you back on hold. I'll be back to you in a minute. If you can get rid of that noise, we'll let you back on. All right, let's go now to the 850, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Kane, what's up, man? Who's this? Kane and Jerry, man. Jerry, my long-lost buddy from Tallahassee. Yeah, how are, how are things up there in the land of the Knolls where they, they're getting a lot of four- and five-star studs, Jerry? Hey, uh, Jerry, but you know we hate, we hate Florida State up here, man. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> well, we hate Florida State up here, man. I know you do. So what you got tonight, yeah, man? Good talking to you. Yeah, you too, man. I, I'm just listening about all the recruiting stuff like that. Everybody both of them said everything out there that I wanted to know. But I'm just going to check in with you. Okay. You have any questions or anything, or you just want to listen? Uh, I just want to just keep my own on hold because uh, everybody all right, I'm gonna... uh, answer all the questions. You don't answer all the questions about the guys we think we're going to get, the guys we think we, we're not going to get. So ain't much more I can say. But I'm just going right, to keep gonna... you on hold. Good talking to you. I'm going to put you back on hold and uh, stick with us for the rest of the show. All right, let's try our buddy back in the 954 again, see if you got rid of all that noise. Um, you're now live on Kane Sport Live. Yeah. You there? There you are. Boy, thank you for getting rid of all that that background uh, stuff you had going on. How you doing tonight? I'm doing well, Gary, man. It's, it's a pleasure to actually get a chance to talk with you. You know, being on 
King Sport and, and hearing all of the the comments and stuff like that. So it's a, it's good to be able to talk with you. Good to talk to you. The pleasure's mine. Um, I, I just want to, you know, just listening to everybody. It's just so it's so good to hear, you know, that uh, how much how much people really care about the program. You know, I I, I think. When 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 he when he had that interview with Penn State, that was a big turning point. I think it was it was bigger than just 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 having that interview. It was it was it was huge turning point in recruiting, and and just what people was thinking about about Golden. And I I think it kind of made stuff real hard, you know, uh, for the people that's there and you know for for the kids that he's trying to bring in. You know, because you know, after the NCAA um, mess, everybody said, "Okay, go you, go you." But then he he went and he did that interview, and it made people just look at the whole program again. You know what I'm saying? Yep, I do know what you're saying. Right, right. and I, and uh, it's, it was just it was just crazy. And now you got Treon thinking about Florida. I'm like, when did they even offer him? Look, I'm going to qualify all this stuff. There is so much noise going on tonight um, and and a lot of rumors and a a lot of just craziness, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, a few minutes ago, I I, I told everybody we got a report um, out of, um, I I guess, oh, it, it was one of the rivals analysts spoke to J.C. Jackson's dad who told him that he thinks J.C. is going to stick with Florida. Well, we just spoke, uh, and um, Matt Shodell is going to join us in a minute. He's been working the phones while we've been talking here. Um, just spoke to J.C. Jackson's mother, who told us, no, that's not true. He hasn't told anybody anything yet. So you got the father <laughs> saying that he thinks he's sticking with Florida. you got the mother in a separate phone call saying, no, that's not true. Um, he hasn't told anybody anything yet. I mean, this is the craziness that we have to navigate through as we try to bring the, the yeah. information to you guys. So, um, right. you know, hey, it's, it, that, it's, it's, it's fun, but it's also crazy. Right, right. And, and to be honest with you, man, Gary, I look for you for all my information, you know, regarding the Canes, and I appreciate it, whether it, it comes through or not. You know, you always give it to me first. And, man, and we you try. Always... You know, we, we try our best. You know, it's just crazy. I mean, in, in this business, sometimes things change, you know. It's like, you know, I'm not going to go into all the details again, but you guys know what we went through a few weeks right. ago. And, um, you know, it's, right. it's, it's, it's just, it is what it is, man. When you, when you try to be on the cutting edge of information, whether it's coaching changes, recruiting, um, it, it's, a rag, it's a slippery slope because the, 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 the data can change on you at the snap of a finger. At the snap of a finger. And I, I appreciate it, man. And keep doing what you're doing. Just put me on hold. All right, man. Thank you for joining the show. All right, let's go out now to the um, uh, let's go to the seven eight six where you're now live on Team Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Hey, how you doing, Gary? Doing good. Who's this? This is Joe. All right, Joe, what you got for us tonight? I have a couple topics. Okay, first we're gonna start with the loyalty thing. Like you said, Gary, you you respect and you admire loyalty, right? With the um, oh the loyalty thing, yeah, I do. I, I really do. I, I like loyalty, but you know, okay. sometimes you know, there's a saying, loyalty to a fault. fault and, yes, and, and that that was that was my point because I was going to ask you if one of your employees are doing a crappy job. I mean, you don't reward them. I don't think you're going to reward them for 
doing an excellent job or, or having loyalty to you when they're doing a crappy job. You you can't you can't reward loyalty. Well, maybe he doesn't think a, they're doing a crappy job. Maybe he doesn't agree with everybody. You're right. He he may not agree with everybody, Gary. But guess what? The proof is in the pudding, Gary. I mean, the proof is it's plain and simple. And then another thing, I agree I agree with the guy that called about the stars. Can you? Can anyone tell me how was it that Ray Lewis got a scholarship to the University of Miami just by the grace of God? Last minute thing because another kid decommitted or, or couldn't make it and turned out to be one of the greatest linebackers of what all time, college wise and NFL wise. And to all my Kane fans, Gary, you can't miss what you never had. If J.C. Jackson, Javante Valentine, Harris, whoever, if you don't sign with the Canes, we can't miss you because you were never there. We don't need to cry about who's coming or who's not coming. I like Braxton Berrios, 100% solid. He was a cane, no other visits, no need of me being wishy-washy with the other coaches playing games, this and that and the other. And then you got to think, Gary, just like you see with the Florida States, the Alabamas, you see all the five stars, everybody want to run to them. But guess what, Gary? You can't get but 11 on the field at a time. Yeah. 11 at a time. So you could get 55 stars all you want. Guess what? You can't get but 11 um, at a time on the field. 11. That's it. And then when you, and as soon as you, you, you get to one program, the coach is telling you this and telling you that, then you get to the program, then I sold you a dream. Now you're ready to transfer. Now yep. you're ready to go. I mean, I'm just like this. I, I've been a Hurricane fan since Howard Snellerberger. I used to go watch Jim Kelly playing the Orange Bowl. I was down with the Hurricanes when we had the football catch it, the, the wide receiver in the middle of the U in the Orange Bowl rocking, watching Joe Paul. That's how long I've been a Hurricane fan. If you're not with us, you're not with us. You Fair enough. Miss what you never had, Hurricane Nation. We'll be back on top. We don't stay for long. We don't want a championship in every decade. So we good to go. We'll take the bumps and lumps. But guess what? This is my last thing, Gary. Al Golden, DeFornio, you will really find out what Miami fans are all about. Nine and four, blah, blah. That's good in Temple. It's not going to cut it in the 305. And when the kids start throwing up that 305 when they score a touchdown, that'll be the kids representing you. That's what you represent when you throw up to you. When you, like, free, I mean, the dude from uh, Central that went to Florida State, man, throw up the 850. You represent Tallahassee now. You ain't represent Dade County no more, man. You're, you're a Tallahassee native, man. I'm out. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, great call. Thank you so hold, much. Gary. Keep me on hold. I just want to listen. Keep me on hold. You got it. You'll be on hold. Hey, thanks for calling us tonight. All right, let's go to the um, the eight four three where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? What's going on? This is Yoda Kane. This is what's up, Yoda. Yoda? You, you got a tough act to follow, am, but 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 go ahead. You got the floor. Man, I am loving today. I'm loving the atmosphere. I'm ready for tomorrow. I don't see tomorrow as being disappointed. I don't care who signs. I don't care who goes elsewhere because this is Hurricane Nation. Our time is now. We didn't recruit disappointed in terms of defensive tackle because we're good there. We're fine. We're just fine. I don't need anybody else. Trevante Valentine, boop, cherry on top. We're fine. We're good. And as far as, as far as, 
the Northfield is concerned, he is look, man. It is what it is. Okay, we have. I'm glad the 2012 class is nice and on their way, gone. Because now there's nothing but talent and athletes on that side of the ball. So now it it is what it is. Either our athletes are going to do their thing, and we have the coach to blame, or everything's going to come together and join nicely. I love how this is going. I love because we have thoroughbred hurricanes. Thoroughbred hurricanes. And Braxton Berrios, Trent Harris, Chad Thomas, these guys, that um, that heart that Akala was talking about earlier, that, that is hurricane. That's in them. That's not going anywhere. And that's ain't guys like that with this class. So guys got to be a different put. A lot of very good players in this class, no question. We just went through them all one by one, but, uh, yeah, a lot yeah. of very good players in the class. And um, Anything else for you? Yes, I just um, – because yesterday I was calling um, about the run. What I don't understand is about the star system. I really, I really don't understand because earlier in the year, as I remember when Travis Rudolph was first committed, he was just a three-star. And – Therefore, and I felt like he decommitted because he wasn't getting enough t- attention at that point in time. He wasn't no, getting enough not, love at that point in time. No, nah, that had nothing to do with anything. Um, you know, the, he the kids aren't going to commit or decommit because of their star rating. That has nothing to do with the school they're going to. Um, Travis Rudolph's ranking went up as the year went on because he kept getting better and better. And when I watched exactly. him... Um, at the end of the year here, uh, at the um, Under Armour game, I mean, man, that kid is really a polished receiver now. And I don't know if Steve Walsh gets the credit or who gets the credit, but he, I mean, I mean, he is smooth as silk. He runs great routes. Um, you know, that guy deserves every ranking that he has right now. Exactly. I'm not taking that away from him at all. I just, I just really feel that um, we we have a great a great class coming in as the few surprises that, that may happen or may not happen. I would have loved, I'm not going to lie, out of anybody, I would have loved to um, to get Bo out of anybody. But, I mean, that's fine. And as far as the guys that decide to leave and go elsewhere, I mean, just ask, ask Denver Kirkland and Alex Collins how it is to play as a freshman and go elsewhere. It's not, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that important. Obviously, they, they they both were all freshman SEC. You know, both of them had great, great years. That's so. great, but you still lost. You came up short as a team. I mean, that's fine. Look, I'm not coming. I'm not. I'm not bashing them. You know, do your thing. You can be a star. But Alex Cullen would have been that much of a star this year, next year, because you never can foresee what can happen in the future. He would have been a huge part of this Miami team, and and that gets exactly. back to my point. You you can't keep losing these guys. You know, you you have to keep. You can't. This talent at home, you know, you just look at at what's gotten away the last few years. You know, Amari Cooper, Please, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, Kirkland, Alex Collins. I mean, you could go on and on. I mean, you, you got to keep Teddy these Bridge kids home. The Teddy Bridgewater, Eli Rogers, <laughs> and uh, the Keith Brown. I think is that right? Yeah, I mean, some of those. You know, Eli Rogers, Keith Brown. Okay, you can live with that. I mean, you could you could afford yeah, but you that. can live the with those guys. I'm talking about the elite guys, the Amari Coopers exactly. of the world. If Amari Cooper yeah. doesn't go to Alabama, Alabama doesn't win that national title two seasons ago. I'll tell you that right yeah. now. So, you know, I mean, you've you got to keep those guys home. All right, let me let you go because we, we, we do have some breaking news that I want to get to. Thank you so much uh, for calling the show. I just want to listen. Please keep me on hold. All right, I'll leave you on hold. 
All right, I'm going to bring in Matt Shodell now, our, our, our managing editor, who's um, been helping us by working the phones here while we've been talking recruiting. Um, Matt, I know you just got off the phone with Travante Valentine. Uh, tell us what you found out. Yeah, I sure did, and I'm losing my voice, first of all, from talking to all these recruits over the last week. I can't uh, – thank God signing this tomorrow. I wouldn't have a voice left. Um, <clears throat> anyway, all right. Uh, I want to build some suspense here, so should I have some moments of silence, or should I just say what I heard? I don't know what No, to do. we don't have time for silence. we got about 50 people <laughs> on, on the board trying to drum get on roll, the show. Drum roll, drum roll. I called Trevante <laughs> Valentine, and he's, like, yelling in the background, and I'm like, Trevante, Trevante, and he's like, hey, Matt. And I said, what are you doing? He says, I'm out buying my hats. I didn't have the hats. He actually <laughs> is out right now buying a Miami hat and an LSU hat as we speak. Okay. That's not, the break, that's not necessarily the breaking news. I said to him, I said, listen, Javante, I know, you know you're not going to tell anybody where you're going. All I want to know is have you made the decision. All you've got to do is tell me, yes, I know where I'm going. All right? Nothing else. That's all I want to know. He says, I really don't know. He says, I'm going to wake up and I'll know. He says, tomorrow I'll wake up. I've been thinking about it. I'm going to wake up and I'll know. And that's what he said. Um, and then I asked him, I said, listen, I'm about to go on a, a, the Cane Sport radio show with thousands of Miami fans listening in. I said, can you please give them a message from you? You know, what should I tell the Hurricane Nation from you heading into signing day? And his quote was, four words, be patient, it's tomorrow. That's what I got for you. That's what I got for you from Toronto. Now, I also just spoke right. to J.C. Jackson. I spoke to J.C.'s mom as well. Um, she said it's not true. I don't know. She said it's not true that her husband, that, that Chris said anything to the Florida rival site, which I guess has been rumored that J.C. Well, they, it, it was actually one of she the rival analysts. Okay, well, she said that they don't even know. Well, J.C.'s dad doesn't um, even know. J.C.'s dad doesn't even know, according to her. She says, I don't see how he, maybe they misinterpreted something, because she said, J.C. won't tell us. We've been asking him, and he will not tell us. That's, that's exactly what she said to me. So, uh, you know, I don't know what to tell you on that one. Sounds good. All right, and on, on that note, uh, let's go back out to the phones. Um, Matt, you could uh, stick with us here, and let's go to the um, – yep, let's go to the 404, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hello, you with us? Going once, twice, three times, you're out of here. Let's go to the, um, I just got to look at my list here, make sure we're not bringing somebody on who's on hold. The 773, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. You with us? You're on the air. You're on the air. All right. Um, let's go to, obviously, he's listening to the show and not paying attention to his phone. Let's go to the, um, the 732, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hi, Gary. Ken from Ocean Township, New Jersey. Hey, what's up, Ken? Uh, I am really enjoying the last two days. I mean, instead of hearing all the bashing constantly, it's nice to have a, a pleasant change. And I've never yeah, we're, enjoy- Matt- we're enjoying it, too. Can't you tell? <laughs> oh, yeah. I have never Can't you tell how much Matt- fun we're having? Oh, what I thought he would dull, you know, lay back, and here he sounds overly excited. That's not too bad from a guy who comes from Tufts. Okay. Uh, if, uh, keep me on hold after I'm finished with this. I am quite pleased. My emphasis is the defense. I was not too much concerned about the offense this year because I figured that uh, we need uh, defensive help, and that's what I see coming in. We hold these guys. We'll, uh, we'll be uh, fine, and uh, obviously the key is Thomas from uh, Booker T. And 
I am very pleased with my guys from New Jersey because they all acted like gentlemen. They didn't have a circus act. They they uh, committed. That's it. No circus. No more visits. And uh, two guys I want to make mention. I think I mentioned this before. Hester is going to be an outstanding player. This kid hits like a ton of bricks, and he is very aggressive, and that's what we need. And the Joku, can you believe that this guy can jump, high jump seven feet? Can you imagine him at the uh, at the goal line if everything comes through? It looks like this guy before your time, R.C. Owens, when he was the, the San Francisco 49ers, they just threw the ball high, and he would go get it. And this kid can, can jump much higher. So, um I'm very uh, thrilled with that, and uh, I, I'm hoping that Miami keeps what they have on defense. If uh, they don't add anybody else, uh, for the first time in the last few years, we're going to see some guys hopefully develop. You know, nobody knows. I, I said it time and time again. You recruit all these players, and then the next thing you know, it's still a crapshoot. We don't know who's going to finally turn out. Some guys who are highly rated are not going to make it, and some guy who comes out of the blue is going to make it. But... Uh, I'm glad that you guys are having fun, and I am certainly having fun after following the hurricane for well over 50 years. So here we go, and let's see, let's see if everything goes well. And again, right, I thank Ken, you gonna, so much for I'm giving gonna, me pleasure. I'm going to put you on hold, and um, we too do share your enthusiasm for those New Jersey um, signees in this class. A couple phenomenal-looking players. All right, let's go now to the um, – Go back to the 954, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hey, Gary. Jose. Hey, what's up, Jose? How are you doing tonight? Good, man. No, I'm probably beating a dead horse, but going back to all the talent that's here in South Florida and that we're missing out on, I know we got a ninth class, but it's frustrating, like guys like uh, Sonny Michelle. you got Mike Rump, who's the national champion, Kane, as his coach and Steve Walsh, a national champion of Kane for Rudolph, and these guys don't have the juice to try to get them to come over here. And we keep losing out on these guys. You know, we got a commitment from uh, Bethel. We lost them. We got a commitment from Valentine. We lost them. Rudolph was committed at one time. We lost them. We got to have some juice or some kind of a rap from these coaches or some kind of influence to keep these guys here. You can't keep well, everybody. but You know, that's a debatable just, issue. You know, a lot of people would say high school coaches shouldn't be influencing their kids. You know, a lot of people will say high school coaches should just make sure their kids are aware of all the different opportunities out there, and it's not their place to tell these kids where to go or try to influence them to the school that they feel strongly about or that they attended. So, you know, if you open that subject up for debate, you would get both arguments. So, you know, that's a tough one. Yeah, you think these guys, you know, they bleed orange and green and whatnot. You think they would, uh, you know, kind of persuade or give the positive they actually win here they won championships here you think their soul is with the you and you would kind of you know gear you guys to that you know to that oh, university like i like i said it could work in reverse sometimes yeah. coaches are yeah. too involved okay you know i just wanted to say i don't want to be their horse but it's kind of frustrating to lose out on so many talented guys and you're not going to get everybody but even half of those guys that i mentioned you, you get them who are competing for you know the best recruiting class in the nation oh you know, so. no no doubt about it i mean this could have been the best yeah. class in the country this year so yeah, absolutely. All right, Jose, All right, thank nice you so much. You. Are you, you going to have a Are you going to have a show after this? Uh, after the uh, We're not going to have one. Not tomorrow night. Um, but you know, we'll see from here. Um, right now, we're just trying to get through signing day. Um, okay. We'll see what happens tomorrow, but we will not have a show tomorrow night. No. 
Okay, yeah, no, but in the near future, you're gonna have another one, or yeah, I'm sure we, I'm sure we will. You know, the Hurricane basketball team is hey. playing Pittsburgh tomorrow night, so. Okay. And one more question. Uh, the guy, the DT from Georgia, the, you know, I think it's Gaylor and something like that, came over to visit on no, Sunday. Is he anywhere in the picture? Uh, go ahead, Matt. Take that one. Yeah, I'll answer that. Um, I spoke to his coach um, post-visit, and the coach said no, that he expects him to sign with Georgia. Um, I, I really haven't heard much to indicate anything other than that. I, I don't I don't expect him to sign with Miami. Okay. All right, guys. Well, thank you. He's doing a great job. Thanks. All right, thanks, thanks for um, for being part of the show tonight. All right, let's go now to the three one seven. Yeah, he's been with us at the three one seven, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? I'm pretty good. Is it, am I on? You're on. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, this is this is Sean Rounds, man. Uh, Dad Goo, man. Eighty one. All right, what you got for us tonight? I just, uh, I just wanted to say, man, that I think we do have a solid class. I'm, I'm actually deeply excited about it. Um, I'm not even worried about the guys that we didn't get. Uh, I'm actually, and I, and I, I try to make a special emphasis on that. Um, I just think this would have been a year we could have just, like, stacked the roster like crazy if we would have got those one or two or three extra commits. But um, other than that, the only thing I'm just uh, looking forward to is just seeing how it actually all comes together. Like, we have no NCAA cloud. We have, no, we have like, nothing in front of us. It's just Miami against the world. And I'm just – the only question I have, and I, I, maybe you can speak on it or shed light on it, is just do you think Al and his staff could just allow, all with all the talent that we have, with all the players that are coming in, Looking forward to the 2015 class. Do you think Al can just allow it to just come together and we just finally just get over the hump and Al actually wins against, like, he gets a signature win? That's the only thing I'm looking forward to seeing. I want to see us this year just get a signature win this year and not just continue to take L's on the big stage, and and that's just it. Well, you know, a signature win would definitely help. Um, The other thing I'll tell you is that in this – because the class has been so full – that these last couple weeks of recruiting, the staff has been spending um, probably more time on 2015 than even they've been spending on 2014. Uh, so they should have a little bit of a head start into the next recruiting cycle. We'll see if that pays off. All right, that's all I had, man. But, uh, all right, thanks for, get, thanks, thanks for calling us. We'll uh, talk to you next time. All right, let's go now out to the um, – let's go to the 601 where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Are you with us? Going once, going twice, you're out of here. All right, let's go to let's go to the eight one three now, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? I'm doing good, Gary. How you doing? We're doing good. What you got for us? Who's this? First of all, uh, this is uh, Andre from Tampa. All right, Andre, what's on your mind? Yep. I was just, uh, I was just have a couple of things uh, um, on the recruiting. Uh, I, I was listening to when you were talking about the offensive tackle down here in St. Pete. Um, you hit that red on the, I mean, hit the red on the, I mean, the head on that. Um, he was never a hurricane. That no, kid was, he, he, he was shopping himself from the day that he committed. He called every school in the SEC, where his dad did. They called Notre Dame. Um, those are the ones that I know of. Now, they must have been calling others. 
Um, I yeah. think he committed to Miami just to, as like an insurance policy. If, I, I'm telling you, I, a guy that works with me know pretty much know the family, know him, and he was trying. If the Alabama, the Notre Dame was a big thing, he was really trying to go to Notre Dame, and uh, I think I don't know if that was one of the schools. He, it was between Notre Dame and Miami, but he was really trying to shop himself at Notre Dame, and they felt uh, he wasn't good enough to be on the team. His excuse was, I'm going to tell you what the excuse was. They were saying he didn't like the rotation of the offensive alignment. That's what he didn't really – I know what the dad and all that saying, he didn't oh, like the, uh, the rotation. I mean, I didn't like it either, line. but, that, you know, the, I, that, that's ridiculous. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, I, you know that, just because they rotated offensive linemen last year didn't mean they're always going to rotate them. So that's what his big issue was with the well, okay. I mean, I mean, we so talk, he'll go to Stanford like and hope that they don't rotate there. I, I don't think he'll be that good on uh, Stanford, but hey, I mean, I mean, I watch him play. He's a he's a big kid. I mean, he uh, he's pretty decent. Uh, but I don't know if he's a a left tackle. I mean, I mean, from Eric Flowers being a freshman, him. I didn't like I mean, him. I don't know that he ever would have played. I that was that was one of a couple in this class I didn't like. Yeah, so I, I didn't like I, the Dennis Turner. I didn't like the Dennis Turner commit either. Uh, I, I was very happy to see that one change. He, he Dennis Turner ended up signing at FIU, I think, or is going to sign at FIU. Yeah, but what about this kid that they signed in 2015? This wide receiver, uh, I can't. I was trying. He's a kid that's uh, an up and coming. He's an up and coming kid. He could turn out to be a pretty good player. We'll see. You know, we can't. Okay. It's hard to have an opinion on him. Okay, because I mean, he recruited. He, he kind of. Like almost like Dennis took the the knob and stuff. So, but that's why I called and I wanted to just listen to the rest of the show. All right. Well, thank thank you for being part of the show tonight and uh, give us a call another time. Okay, I do. All right. Let's go now to the um. Let's go to the four oh seven, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? You with us? Going once. Going twice. You're out of here. All right, let's go to. Let me just double check, make sure we're not bringing a repeat call around. Let's go to the eight five zero, which I believe is also Tallahassee. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Hello. All right, guys, come on. Let's uh, let's keep this mo going here. Let's um, let's try the seven eight six, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you, oh no, actually we got the three oh five. I'm sorry, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? All right, let's go to the 773, where you are now, whoa, you're now live on Kane Sport Live, but get rid of that background noise. All right, yeah. Um, I actually called in yesterday. I just kind of wanted to uh, call back in. Um, I had a question I wanted to ask you yesterday um, that I that I wasn't able to ask you beforehand, and to me, I was, you know, I've been kind of watching film and watching tape of the, um, of the defensive lineman from this year, and you said something earlier that kind of um, it kind of registered with me a little bit when you talked about Denzel Perriman. And um, are you there? Can you hear me? Oh yeah, we got you. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And when you talked about Denzel Perriman, and um, and, and you know, I've actually watched some tape of him, and I'm I'm really, to be honest with you. 
glad that he decided to come back because I feel like, you know, and when you talked about his height and then I saw some of the same things you were talking about, I think sometimes he kind of overruns plays and different things and whatnot. So I, I'm not sure, you know, and I'm glad he doesn't play middle because, as you said before, we don't really have a true middle linebacker, um, in my opinion. Um, it, it looks like he overruns a lot of plays, and I'm kind of glad that he came back. But I guess the question I wanted to ask was, um, do you feel like what we have on the roster right now, um, and, and I'm always a person, why, you know, because I've coached and because I coach now too, I always feel like you can get better in the offseason. You never know what the offseason can bring. And so I, I guess my question would be, do you feel like what we're adding and what we have on the roster now um, from the defensive line position and the linebacker position that you could see, you know, us possibly making a move up into the upper half of the defenses, a defensive statistics for next year? Well, I'm going to let Matt weigh in as well, but I'm going to say very quickly, I think it'll pay dividends beginning in 2015. Uh, I'm not okay. sure you could expect these guys to come in in 2014 and, and, and make a difference other than the JUCO defensive linemen who, who should be good enough or they shouldn't be in the class. Matt, you agree? Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> um, well, yeah, but, I mean, there, there are certain players who certainly – and, again, I was uh, looking at some stuff on the message board, so I wasn't paying full attention. But the question was basically if these kids that sign can make an immediate impact. Is that the idea? Yes. Well, on okay. defense. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, on, on defense, yeah. I mean, there, there are um, – you know, the, the problem is Gary's right. I mean, the Juco kids on the defensive line are the ones physically able to do it. But yeah. you saw a couple of years ago, um, you know, they tried to use some freshmen, like the Earl Moore, and there was another freshman that they tried to put inside, and it, just does, it doesn't work very well. Um, but what does work for freshmen on the defensive line is, is smaller defensive end slash linebacker types that can get um, – I think it was the last one who did a, a good job. It was Marcus Robinson. I think had six or eight sacks of the true freshman. Yeah, were they exactly. Just, were they just coming off yeah. the edge off, off th- on third downs? And there's a bunch of guys like that in this class that will help on the defensive line. I mean, you've got Mike Smith, um, you know, obviously Chad Thomas, um, Demetrius Jackson. Uh, you know, those three guys I think can certainly get on the field right away, one or two of them for sure. Um, and linebackers who play as a down lineman also. I mean, don't rule any of those three guys out. In the secondary, they don't need any. They don't need any help in the secondary unless there's injuries. So I right. think all four of those guys will be special teams players. You know, all four, all three, um, hopefully a fourth. And um, you know, unless you consider Trayon Gray, I guess a DB, which I don't know what he's going to be. But um, but yeah, I mean, that, to answer your question, yeah, I mean, I, I I I sort of disagree with Gary. I mean, I think there's probably six or seven guys on defense that can help out right away in some capacity, but not as starters. You know, the, what Gary said about those two JUCO kids, those are those are the starters. You know, but the other kids will be role players. I'm really, and this is the last thing I kind of had. I'm really interested in seeing um, some of the sophomore kids develop. Um, uh, the kid from New Jersey, uh, Al Kadeem Muhammad. I'm really, I'm, I'm interested in. I think he could be really, really good if he puts on a little more weight. Um, I, I think he could be really good. The other thing I'm interested in seeing is, I always, I had a kind of an issue, um, and people talk about Chicolo too a little bit. I had kind of an issue with Chicolo. Um, I feel like they put. You know, they, they wanted to get bigger on defense, but I kind of almost feel like it kind of hindered them in some ways. If, I don't even know if that makes sense, what I'm saying, but I feel, they just look, they looked a bit slower is what I'm saying on defense. Oh, yeah, they, yeah I mean, I'll, I'll, feel, I'll feel that, but, I mean, there's no doubt that their, their major emphasis was they looked at Alabama and these teams that were kicking butt last year, and they said, you know, or two years ago, and they said, we need to get bigger and stronger because Miami looked like midgets compared to some of these guys. You know, these were yeah, just to bring it in. Just to bring it into this class, I mean, if you look at the linebackers in this class, they're bigger linebackers, um, with the exception of Darian Owens, who's coming from safety. 
Um, right. You know, the other two the other two linebackers are bigger linebackers than they are. They are trying to get bigger and more physical. So we'll see what happens. All right, we're gonna let you go. We're trying to keep this um, pointed on recruiting. Um, thanks right, so much. Me on for... hold. This keep me on hold. Okay. All right, you'll you'll be on hold. All right, let's go now to the um, let's go to the 404 where you're now live on. Oh God, the, I'm sorry. The board keeps jumping around on me. Um, to the 305 where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? You there? All right. Um, let's see here. What do we have now? Let's go to. Sorry, guys. I'm working through a, a, a lot of phone calls here, and you know, bear, bear with us. Let's try the um, the nine eight five, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Hey, hey, Gary. I just wanted to call back uh, Swagger for Life again. I called again last night. I wasn't gonna. I've been listening to the program. I wasn't gonna chime in until Matt came on. I, I just wanted to kind of back him up. Uh, still, as of today, there's nobody over here in Baton Rouge. I live in Baton Rouge, by the way. There, there's nobody over here in Baton Rouge that, that thinks that Valentine uh, is going to be pulling the LSU hat tomorrow. Uh, just from some of the chatter, I have a couple of buddies that, that, that work actually at the athletic department uh, over, at, uh, over in, at LSU and you know they're they're as mystified as anybody else over there right now as to what uh, this guy's going to do uh, tomorrow. So I, I guess that's kind of all I wanted to, to chime in on, Matt. Uh, just wanted to kind of back you up <laughs> whenever you came and did that. Uh, I, 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 so, <laughs> I appreciate it. I mean, um, I, I just I mean the reason I keep the reason I say it is because I keep seeing you know LSU bound, LSU bound, LSU bound. It's just not true, guys. I mean, well that that's coming because coming the, the the coaching staff at LSU thinks they have them locked up, and you know that's why you're hearing LSU bound so much. Um. Okay. And I'll tell, and I'll, I'll I'll add another step further. The reason they're hearing that is because they have a player on their team who's really good friends with Trevante, and Trevante is telling the kid, "I'm coming to LSU." Okay, but. By the same token, it doesn't necessarily mean he will. That's, that's the thing with recruiting. There's multiple schools that sometimes think a kid's coming, and there's multiple think, schools that sometimes think, you know. So it's, this is what makes recruiting fun. I mean, if you knew where everybody was going, and if all the coaches knew where they were going, that would be one thing. These coaching staff don't know where these kids are going as we speak. They might think, okay, it's not a great shot, or, oh, we got a great shot. But I guarantee you, LSU's not 100% sure they're getting Trevante Valentine tomorrow, even if they think they are, you know. I no, mean, nope. absolutely not. I can corroborate that. <laughs> okay, um... Yeah, that, that's it, guys. I mean, that's, that's right, what man. I wanted to say. Appreciate it. All right, thanks for giving us a call tonight. All right, let's go now to the um, let's go to the two hundred two where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Yeah, hey, how you doing? My name is Garland. Yeah, All right, Garland, from, what you got? Hey, calling from DC, man. Uh, um, I'm a big Kane guy. Uh, I was calling up because I keep hearing. Well, I just I'm just got off work hearing that um, that Thomas is fifty fifty. Uh, with Alabama now, and just the other day, I just a couple of days ago, I, I thought it was a guaranteed lock, and um, and then well, again, I was. It's it's not a guaranteed lock. It, it, it absolutely is not. Um, Alabama did a great job recruiting him. Um, it culminated this past weekend um, with what I know the feeling up in Tuscaloosa was um, that it was a phenomenal uh, weekend with Chad Thomas and. Um, they showed him around. They had a really good time. He played the piano with Nick Saban's wife and with the uh, coaching staff uh, dancing and two-stepping around the piano and stuff. And uh, it, you know, Alabama did a nice job recruiting them, and, and, and they've planted that seed of doubt in Chad Thomas' mind. We do still think he's going to sign with Miami tomorrow. We really do. Um, 
but if he didn't, it wouldn't certainly would not shock us. But 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 yeah, you know, <clears throat> go ahead, Matt. Yeah, yeah I, was add, I mean, there's there's right now the board sort of lighting up a little bit with this stuff about um, Demetrius Jackson, you know, because with, here, here's what's going on. I mean, people are now speculating because Randy Shannon, you know, and and Ice Harris are such good friends that okay, Ice could go to Arkansas. He's going to bring along Demetrius Jackson and Treon to Arkansas or something like that. Um, because Demetrius Jackson now sent out a tweet. I mean, the, these these kids are sending out tweets just to mess with people. You know, I mean, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. So Demetrius Jackson, he tweets out, um, until it's signed and delivered, nothing is promised or legit. That was his tweet. So now everybody thinks he's not going to Miami anymore. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's just very funny to watch how people react to this stuff, you know. Uh, I will tell you, kids that are generally committed for a very long period of time, the night before, aren't really going to change their mind very often, you know, unless something crazy happens. Now, if, if Ice Harris is indeed going to Arkansas, then all bets are off, obviously, with those kids. Um, but we'll find out at 9 o'clock in the morning tomorrow what happens. So last thing, like I said, so basically um, on a scale of 1 to 10 about Chad, you know, you, you think more likely he'll probably stick. And uh, in the Valentine, what's his name, the uh, the kid, the, the big boy, uh, the defensive Trevante. tackle? Trevante yeah, Valentine, yeah. So, yeah, he, 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 I know I know up here in D.C. and Maryland, you know, we've got some cane people up there, and um, they don't know which way this kid is going because he did decommit three times. So he, he's like a wild card if you ask me, but um, – I guess if we get him, it's a bonus. But uh, I guess Chad is the big one, though. I mean, you know, like I said, in one minute. If we Chad there, Thomas does not come to Miami tomorrow, I'm telling you guys right now, I am going to Hawaii for a couple of weeks, okay? Because <laughs> I, I, I don't want to be anywhere near our message boards, um, this show. <laughs> um, yeah, Chad Thomas is a very important part of this class. Yeah. Can, right, I go, guys, can I go with you, Gary? Am I about to come yeah. to Hawaii? Yeah. Oh, you're coming to. You? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. You'll 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 come too. I better be on that flight. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, sorry. I was, okay. Thanks a lot, guys. Because I get a lot All of right, information. Two forty-seven. You know, two forty-seven. No, never heard of that. All right. Um. Let's go out to the eight oh five now, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, how are you? Those guys get a lot of their information from us too. Go ahead. Good afternoon. How are you? Doing good. How are you doing tonight? Good. I'm Kane Fan in South SoCal. I have a question for you, kind of a broad question. Um, the stadium looks terrible on TV. I don't know about the facilities. The coaching doesn't look so good sometimes on the D. Um, there's lots of reasons not to go to the U. What are we going to have to do? Are we going to have to get some charismatic quarterback to make a leap forward, or is this going to be a five- or six-year grind? I mean, there's just yeah, you a lot know, of reasons for kids not to Let come me tell here. you something. You make a great point. Quarterback's got a lot to do with it, man. I mean, you know, a great quarterback suddenly can be the difference in your program. And, you know, look, look at what Jameis Winston did for Florida State this year. And, Absolutely. You know, they, thought they, they thought they were going to be rebuilding this year. They lost a lot of talent off of their 2012 team. And, you know, he comes in with the level of play that he, he had and wins the Heisman Trophy, and they win the national title. Um, so, yes, a great Quarterback play over the last decade at the University of Miami has been a huge issue. Because there's only, the to to to, there's only two reasons to go to the U. One, you want to be around home if that's where you live. And two, you've bonded with the coaches because everything else seems to be a negative, to be honest. Well, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, you know, there's, a, the there's a lot. Okay, but there's know, a lot look, of great, great selling points for the University of Miami. Um, you know, private institutions, small class sizes, great education, highly ranked college. It's in the Our city of Miami. Are kids really interested in that? 
Are like, they well, interested depends, more in seeing if they can get on to the, the next kid. level? Depends on the but kid, you know? It seems like I the mean, really good ones are interested in the next level, and that's about the, it. The, well, I mean, Miami's put more players in the National Football League than any other program over the last 15 years. So, I mean, listen, there's a million, <laughs> a million things old. to sell about Miami. If things are being done right at the Hex Center, there's no reason in the world why Miami shouldn't be competing for national titles every single year. The challenge is for the Hex Center to get everything going right. All right. Um, hey, thank you so much for calling yep, our show tonight. Um, hope you could be with us again. Um, let's go now to the um, – the 954, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Going once, going twice. All right, let's go to the um, the 904, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. You there? Hello? Yes, sir, you're on yeah. the air. Oh, hey, man, this is AJ, man, from, from Miami, Miami, Norland Senior High School, up here in All Jacksonville. Right. Just sitting oh, a- up here in... Um, in uh, Jacksonville, hearing all this Gator stuff and Seminole stuff, and I can't wait to get home next week, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, this recruiting stuff, man, it's starting to starting to really get frustrating because it's starting to seem like these kids um, in South Florida are really abusing us now, man. You know that didn't happen back in the day, Gary. It used to, you know, right. people had love for Miami, man. You know, You're right. And they I, should not I, have to be going through this like this. I agree with you. And and when I get home, rolling. I mean, you know, rolling. You let you 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 letting kids uh, get out of Central like like you you didn't even go to uh, <laughs> University of Miami. I kind of agree with a with a, a caller earlier. You know, of course, you, head coaches because I coach too. You can't. You don't tell kids what school to go to, but you kind of nudge them. Come on now. This is my school. You're making me look bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you know, don't, don't, don't make, don't you're talking about Roland Smith at Central. I'm sure he tries to do that. He's a he's a Miami guy all the way, you know. And uh, but, yeah. but some coaches are way too involved at the same time. So. Yeah, all right, you got but, anything but, else for tonight? Well, with the Valentine, you know what? I talked to to uh, a lot of people down there. I'm not going to get out, give out all of my uh, people all that I talked to. I don't want all your sources like that. Yeah. All right. And what and, do they and tell it's, you? And it's it's, it's kind of like the calm before the storm. I, I usually ask them what's going on, and they say we can't really say nothing right now. So tomorrow going to be very interesting. Yeah, uh, it's not the it's not the calm before the storm. It's the nightmare before the storm. <laughs> There's nothing calm, nothing at all calm about anything that's going on tonight. We have parents contradicting themselves. We've got kids right. out shopping for hats. We've got, I mean, we got all kinds of stuff going on. Oh, and by the way, can I add, Devontae Valentine now has a website that he's, I don't know if he's partnering with them, but they are charging a subscription fee to watch his announcement live tomorrow. Okay, well, yeah, I'm going to tell you guys it. right now that we're going to be there. and for free. And, and, as as long as we don't have technical issues, you'll you'll get a live stream out of there tomorrow. And and if he, if he's going to LSU, they're probably paying for that website. <laughs> you know, All right, you got anything else? You got anything else going on tonight? Oh, I got a the, bunch, bunch yeah, of calls. Yeah. I want to try to get on here. Okay, the, the the last thing I wanted to say was this: um, I, the scheme is kind of you know everybody's questioning the scheme, but I'll tell you something. Let's, let's not talk scheme I'm, tonight. I'm Recruiting. Recruiting, okay, recruiting, recruiting. recruiting. I don't want to talk to you. That's what I was getting to. 
Right, uh, let's see if we can get these guys in first, and then, then we can really start talking scheme. You know, it took Florida State about seven years to get all those guys on campus. Let's get all our guys on campus, and I think, you know, it'll take care of all of that stuff. You're right. All right, I'll see so you I'll... guys next week. Gary, you'll see. Right, you know exactly who I am when I get down there. <laughs> all right, man, we'll look forward to that. Thanks for calling us tonight. All right, let's go to the um, the nine oh four where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, yeah, what's going on? Who's this? That's one. Kane Sport, what's going on? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing tonight? Fine, man. You know, I'm glad I got in right after that guy that just was talking because um, there's there's something that goes on in Miami that y'all don't really talk about a lot, but the boards talk about it a lot, and it's these street agents with these seven-on-seven teams. And it seems as though these recruits started, you know, doing all this, you know, crazy stuff and, you know, going and going on visits and, you know, you know, going to other programs when these whole, these seven-on-seven things start going on down there. And these kids are being shopped around down there by certain ones in particular, and I think you know the ones I'm talking about, uh, one over there maybe at, uh, at Valentine School. You know what I'm talking about? You're talking about the, probably the head coach, so a lot of people have been talking no, about head, No, 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 not, not the head coach. He's a defensive coordinator there. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of that going on down there. And I wonder why nobody really talks about it, because it's, it seems the streets know about it, but it's like the guys on the, on the websites like you guys, y'all don't talk about it a lot. It's like something that you can't talk about, but it goes on a lot down there. And I'm going to tell you something I knew about Dalvin Cook um, from what was going on down there. Man, we wasn't going to get Dalvin Cook, first of all, because Dalvin Cook people been shopping Dalvin Cook around because he was in pop water down there. So we weren't going to get him. When he committed to Clemson and then he switched to Florida, that, was, that, 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 that put up the red flag for what was going on. And if, when that Clemson thing went on, because a long time ago he committed to Clemson, and um, the guys were talking about how his people went shopping around he was a, a young kid. So don't, don't, don't get it, all the Kings fans. Y'all don't get mad about Davin Cook. He wasn't ever coming to Miami. We couldn't play that game because of what's going on with the NCAA. I just want to know, had you heard anything about what I'm telling you about? Um, about street agents, of course. <laughs> you, know, um, you know, whether they're involved at, at, with Trevante Valentine, um, no. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a definite problem. You know, there's no question about it. it, it it's hard to isolate. Uh, but it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, and I and I and I, I can kind of tell that, and um, I, I just I, I I wanted the, the Kings fans to know don't don't feel bad because a lot of these kids we we're not going to win out with because some of these programs are you know some of the dirtiest programs in the country. It's crazy that we were we were the ones that were being raked over the coals for all this stuff going on, but they 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 picked the parts out of the article with Robinson to say, well Miami's doing this and Miami's doing that. But the part about the article that stuck out to me that nobody ever said anything about was Nevis Shapiro basically said he couldn't compete and be high enough with the SEC guys that were doing the same thing. Nobody said anything about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, and, oh. and, 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 and from, from, from previous years, LSU with Dwayne Bowe and Patrick Johnson, now Peterson, that, that's when the, 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 the streets knew what was going on. 
but nobody ever says anything about it. So I know it's been going on for a while. Well, I, I here, here, here's, here's what I'm going to say. Until the South Florida community in unison, the football community, I'm talking about the youth league coaches, the high school coaches, the kids, until they in unison decide that they're not going to partake in this stuff and, and that they're going to become reinvested in the hometown school, the University of Miami, being great again in college football, this is going to continue to be the serious problem that it is right now. And um, it's just, it is what it is. They, they okay. have to decide that they're going to say no. That's number one. And the other thing that has to happen is the bond that the coaches on the Miami staff create with these local kids has to become so strong through this relationship building that they're willing to say no to whatever is being put before them by these street agents and others. And those I are the two things 100%. that have to happen to solve the problem. I agree with you 100%, Gary. I mean, y'all have a good one, man. All right, man. Thanks for calling tonight. All right, let's go now to the um, – uh, let's go to – let me just double-check, make sure he hasn't been on. Let's go to 240, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? What's going on, Gary? Uh, we're just having fun here. How you doing? Who's this? All right, man. Uh, or if, I just wanted to ask a couple questions real quick. I wanted to ask uh, about the recruiting – why it seems like the last few years we've been taking so many guys that can't qualify academically or have certain red flags that keep them from coming into the school, why they're even wasting time with these guys. And then the other question was, uh, I think his name was Daniel Gresham. At one point there was a fullback that was kind of high on us from some stuff I read. I don't know if it was true or not, but then he decommitted from somewhere. They took his scholarship back, and I think he went to SMU. And I was just wondering why, if he was really high on us, we didn't go back after him or why we're still not going back after him because maybe that would free up Walter Tucker to play running back or linebacker, maybe a more natural position for him. Uh, well, and Walter for, Tucker's going to probably stay at fullback. And for what, the one guy that called in that said Miami didn't have anything to offer, that guy's an idiot. Every yeah, high school coach and every parent and everybody should tell these kids – you don't go to school for a coach because if they get a better deal, they're going to leave. That's their job. Just like these kids want to go to the best college and want to go to the best pros. I mean, everybody wants to do better. But at the end of the day, you go to a school for a few reasons, and Miami has them all. We have a great football program. We have beautiful weather, one of the nicest places in the country, and your degree means something. Go to Alabama. Who's their alumni? Forrest Gump? I mean, some of these other schools, LSU, FSU, none of your degree is nothing. I mean, you're not even, you might as well not even go to college. If you're a good football player, trust me, the NFL will find you at Miami. They still look, even though we're down. So if you could just chime in on some of that stuff and uh, keep me on hold, I'd appreciate it. Um, okay, Um well, you, you, you kind of you lost me here. I'm not sure what we're supposed to chime in on. But Walter Tucker is, is going to be uh, – Daniel Gresham. Okay, I'll get to that one in a second. But Walter Tucker is going to probably stay at fullback. Um, Gresham, I'm not sure, was ever as serious of a recruit for Miami as it might have been portrayed in some places. So I don't think there's any real issues there. I got, oh, I got okay. lost at Forrest Gump. I didn't hear anything after Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I hope that answers your question. They they should inform these kids what decision they're making, and I think you'd rather have a degree from Miami than a lot of schools. No question about it. All right, thanks thanks for being – Not everybody's going to make it pro. 
I mean, that's just the facts of life. So you You're fall right. back on your education, and Miami gives you that. A lot of these other schools don't, and I just don't know if all the kids know that because in your mind you have to think you're the greatest and you're going to make it. But if you don't, you want to fall back on something. All right, thanks for being part of the show. I want to try to fit a few more calls in here tonight. Let's go now to the 732, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? All right, let's go to the um, let's go to the nine seven three where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. How you doing tonight? Hey, what's going on, man? It's me, Ross, on Jersey. Always call with all the passion for the, and the love for the you. So, all right, Ross, um, what you got, you got here? Que- you got a question though? Just to um, make a point on what we were just talking about with um, the recruiting of kids. Um, um, switching position as far as I think I heard Golden hinted that um, the guy that's playing football, like you said, he's going to play football. He's at, I think Golden actually wants him to play linebacker next year. That's just something I went watching an interview. I see Golden hinted, but I just want to um, switch off and go on something else. Um, yesterday I was listening to the show. I called in and I couldn't get in. And um, you was talking about the big the lineman. When he, Gary, I swear to you, when he committed to us, something inside of me said that this kid, this kid is never going to come to Miami. Which kid are you talking about? Travante. Offensive lineman from um, St. Petersburg. From Tampa, okay, Gibbons, okay. Yeah, and I said something inside me said, you know, this kid is never going to end up in Miami because I watched it. You streamed streamed it live, and I wanted to know what was the connection to Miami. I never really felt like he he connected with us in anything. So I watched it, and I I didn't really say anything to anybody, but I didn't feel comfortable. When he he committed, I was like, oh, I thought about that. I, I said, you know what? I never thought he was coming to Miami anyway. And plus, we don't get a lot of kids from up that way. And a lot of them kids up there, they don't love. They have no love for you. So uh, he made that commitment. I don't think he was very serious. And um, the day he decommitted, I think he gave us a black eye. A little bit kind of hurt us. But I think a lot of us, we're gonna get over that real quick. We just gotta, you know, find a replacement. I do want to ask you a question though. You and Matt, do you guys think when Golden? came out and said he wanted um, Travis Rudolph as a, a D-back. You think these he guys never said that. That that was a misunderstanding. What, what, what I think happened was Travis Rudolph went down to Miami for a junior day or something, and somebody mistakenly um, put DB on his ID badge or something instead of WR, and that kind of created some confusion. But they, they were never recruiting him as anything other than a receiver. Okay, so well, okay, so when he came out, I used to think that I'm glad you had something to say about that. And um, Matt, if you when, when you know you could chime in too. So hold on, when you guys did interviews and other um, websites did interviews, he started coming out saying that he's being you know, misinformed. He's kind of confused. Well, I, I'm gonna, let me finish my question. Do you think all this thing got very confusing when they thought they had the kid um, Gibson wrapped up, the wide receiver? He thought because maybe he was like a he made Miami an early favorite. He was like, okay. I'm going to Miami. I love him. I'm going in. I think they kind of felt like they was going to get him, and then the, start, the whole misunderstanding started happening with um with all Rudolph. Because um I can't see any reason why we'll tell this kid that we can't we're not going to recruit him because he turned out to be a big time wide receiver. So I don't understand why we would want a kid like that. I mean, they wanted him. Are you talking about Kyle Gibson? I don't, I'm not sure he's talking about Gibson. Yeah, there's yeah, no Gibson. Yeah, went to Ohio State. Okay. Um, I mean, you got to remember these kids don't. It's it's early in the process. It's not like you can make a mistake that's not able to come back from. The kids just didn't want to be a hurricane. Bottom line, I mean, 
what are you going to do? Not every kid wants to be a Hurricane, you know. I mean, he committed at one point. It wasn't ever a really solid commitment. I mean, Steve Walsh is, is his freaking coach. I talked to Steve a million times about Travis Rudolph, you know. The kid's just been mm-hmm. all over the place. And uh, some yeah. kids, you just, you're not going to get them. You know, it's not like Miami didn't try. I mean, so what if they put the wrong name badge on him? It doesn't matter. If a kid wants to be a Hurricane, he wants to be a Hurricane. He's not going to not go because they asked some, some, some lackey accidentally put DB on his badge. I mean, give me a break. That had nothing to do with anything. Okay, well, I think, so that's why I'm mad. I want to give the next comment because I think sometimes, you know, we have junior days and we have all these activities and these kids commit. I really think a lot of these kids commit early to try to get other offers and try to up their rating a little bit, and next year, you know, they're decommitting, they're going to other schools. But, you know, hopefully that's not the case. But I just don't feel comfortable when a kid commit early sometimes. I think that's sometimes that's just going to be disastrous for us. I just don't feel like <laughs> it, it. it often is. <laughs> I wish when a kid yeah, committed, I, they make him sign. If they would make him sign when he commits, I would like that. that would I agree. Fine. If I'm that answer, I would like just freaking sign then. Say, I said I'm done, I'm signing. So I agree. That, that was Open signing day. Um, we'd be out of, we'd be out of business, but uh, it would be good for the kids <laughs> and the yeah, coaches. That would definitely um, <laughs> make me feel comfortable. But not to really um, go on a negative, but. I'm really, I really believe that all the color one. You said actually, I got a lot of friends in Miami, and um, they've been telling me about it for a long time about the seven and seven, and how negative it is down there, and all the, all the kind of stuff that's going on. I'm I, I don't necessarily like agree stuff. with that. I don't think the seven on seven guys are responsible. Those guys aren't responsible for any of the problems. You know, we know the guys at South Florida Express very well, and. And I don't see those guys getting involved in recruiting. I've never heard anything along those lines. I'm not no, but there, there, have been, there have been stories, there have been stories about other seven no, on seven yeah, I'm not saying the coaches, in the sense, all of them. I'm saying the guys that they're allowed to hang around, the programs, the guys that they're allowed, they come in and they're always at the practice and they're always doing this and they're always doing that. And then they're, they're talking to these coaches when they're coming around and they're, they're hooking on to them and they're taking them, they follow them on trips. I've known guys that they're on the trip that other people don't even know they're on the official. Believe it or not, yeah, they might have took a separate plane down there, but they were they they were down they down there on trips. Like, what is a guy, a regular old guy, doing on a, on a trip to Ohio State or, or or LSU if he's not a family member with these kids? What is he doing down there? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you're waiting for me to answer. I don't have an answer for you. No, no, I'm just saying. I'm just, I, no, no, yeah, I don't mean to stun nobody, but I'm telling you, I know this this really really happened. I mean, I don't want to come in talking about I'm a big boy here, and I know I just know it happened. Take my word. I mean, most of the time, Gary, guys in the streets or guys that's um, see, I'm in Jersey, but I know this happened. But I don't want to keep continuing. I just know that not a negative is going on, and I just feel like one day we're gonna we're gonna overcome that. We're gonna start winning on the field, and that's gonna change a lot of stuff. Now, Gary, did um, did, did the wide receiver um, did he tore his ACL? The kid from um, Braxton yeah. Berrios. So, yeah. Supposedly he's got some type of ACL injury. I mean, he's been when I've seen him walking around, he's looked pretty good. He hasn't looked like he's got a torn ACL. I'll tell you that. So um, we're not sure. You, exactly. I saw the game. I saw the game. I taped the game, and I and I saw uh, in um, the Under Armour game. I saw when he went down, but they didn't speak about it afterwards. They didn't do an interview on it. They didn't, you know, they didn't even put the the camera back on his, his injury. They said nothing about it. So I kind of like left it alone and said that he just had like a turf toe or he twisted his ankle. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's not good. It's not good, it's not good publicity. You got to remember, it's not good publicity for, for kids. Kids get hurt in that game. They don't want to show that. I mean, who wants to go to that game no, and get no, hurt? No, no. Sometimes they do go and kind of go back and, and shift yeah. back and kind no, of. No, he's, he's definitely got. He's definitely an ACL. He's a, he's actually in a brace at the last basketball game. They honored. They well, they introduced the new freshman to the crowd at uh, I guess maybe it was two games ago for basketball, and um, 
and he was out there with a with a major brace on his leg, you know, not even really bending it very much. So yeah, he's he's rec- he's recovering. He'll be all right. Okay, here's a jersey. All right, let's let, let let's let you go so we can get get some other people on. Man. All right, well, well, appreciate hey, Jerry, you calling why in tonight. Why don't you have a, a, a Saturday show? I mean, these are good shows. It takes, because you'll, you'll just just be on be on the site tomorrow from seven o'clock on and see what's going on and you'll understand. Plus, there's a basketball oh, game you, tomorrow night. We want it. We want to go to the basketball game too. Oh, so open it up. yeah, oh, okay. well they're playing right. Pittsburgh. They're playing Pittsburgh tomorrow night. It's a good game. So uh, we're not we're not doing a show tomorrow night, but we'll do I'll one bring soon. Bring a hard hat for that one. All right. <laughs> All right, man. Have a good one. Thank you for calling. All right, let's go now to the four two three where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Dylan. Thanks for taking my call. My name is Jeremy from Tennessee. All right, Jeremy, what you got? Man, I just um, all the negative stuff. I'm sure it happens with every fan base, but like I live in Tennessee and. I, I follow a bunch of Tennessee ball stuff, and they're they're pretty they're they're positive compared to compared to these Miami guys. Um, I, I I don't think we're talking enough about the people that we have. Um, Hester out of New Jersey saw his tape; he looks really really good. Um, you know, um, like y'all said, Barrios, man, he as soon as he committed to uh, Miami, you didn't hear anything else from him. He was all Kane. Um, really excited about him. Uh, I think Chad Thomas will end up will, um, will end up being in Miami. He's been he's been Miami the, um, the whole entire time. Uh, I guess my my biggest question for you guys is, like I think I heard you reference it earlier, but when will we get to the point? How many years away are we to the point to where, you know, you, you got your five star guys, but when can we start registering some of these three stars and some of these four stars to where they can, you know, they can improve. Sure uh, I'm not sure there's an end in sight, you know, to be honest with you. I mean, do you, I mean, did like, you see? I would really like to see, you know, people like. Did you watch Harris, the bowl game? I, what's that? And I want to. I want to stick to recruiting, but if if you watch the bowl game, that didn't look like a football oh, I, team I, that I can't, can, that that's I, not going to be looking to bring some new talent in. So. Well, well, you know, and like I saw the bowl game, and I, and I agree 100. percent Like, if you look at the defensive end, you, I felt most confident. Um, I felt most comfortable with our defensive ends when Green and Chicolo were out of the game, and you had Muhammad and uh, McCord in there. I understand yep. it's different situations and their pass rushing. I get that. I just, I still though, I, I felt way more comfortable whenever they were in the game. Um, so you throw Thomas and you throw Harris and you throw Demetrius Jackson in there. Um, I think they'll be good. But man, you're playing them as freshmen, and then we're gonna have the same complaints next year. It's gonna be the defensive coordinator's fault. I love Al Golden. I think he's done a great job. Um, I, I, I'm. I'm one of the very few that think it would have been a little unfair to fire the defensive coordinator after what we've been through. I think you give him this year, and I dare to say maybe even one more before you could really say, all right, man, it's just not working out. you got to go. I just don't think he has the talent um, to be able to, to judge him fairly um, on what he's done. But really appreciate your show. I think we're going to have a good day tomorrow. I think we'll get a couple surprises like we usually do. Um, but I'd be fine if we just kept everybody that we have committed. I think um, they've done a really good job. One last question, though, and I'll let you all go and think I've had a busy night. Um, as far as how many commitments can we take, is that a solid number? Is it just um, – I, um, I think the number is 29. Work? should be about 29, um, okay. maybe maybe 30, depending. Um, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure how they're doing the math on the early entries and stuff, but they have to give three back to the NCAA. So I think there were nine early entries. Am I right on that, Matt? Nine, that number? Yeah, correct. Yep. Okay, so there, there were nine early entries. Um, so if, and, and then you've got to give three 
back to the NCAA, so that's six. So theoretically, they could take maybe as many as 31, um, but it doesn't look like they're going to come close to that number as of right now, okay, unless, there's, and then if, unless there's some kids out say, there that we don't know about. Let's say they took 26, and they could have taken 31. Can they say, NCAA, here's five back, and we'll give you No, you gotta, you, you got to remember, they – they can be active in the aftermarket. You know, there'll be guys drifting around out there after signing day. I mean, they picked up Corn Elder late last year. Oh, that's, um, that's a good you'll, point. You'll, the kid, you'll remember the kid Derek from Griffin. Washington, the kid yes. from Brad Kaya's school. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be kids that don't sign tomorrow that, that, that you know, might be out there. There's going to be possible transfer kids floating around out there and things like that. So, um, there's nothing wrong with having a few scholarships in your back pocket. All right, I'm going to let you go because I want to try to fit in one hey, more I'm call sorry. here tonight. Yeah? I'm sorry, real quick. Um, the, uh, the, the wide receiver from um, Brad Kaya's school, is, what's latest on him? And I'll let you go. No, he's, uh, not, he's, not coming. he's not coming. He's not coming. All right, thank you very much. No. All right, final call of the night. Let's go out to the 317 where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Going once, going twice, three times, you're gone. All right, let's try the um, the 850 for the final call tonight. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. All right, let's do the um, let's do the 305 where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hello. Nobody. Yeah, go ahead. You're on the Hello? air. Yep, you're on the air. Um. What are your thoughts on Lorenzo Featherston? Uh, looking like he's going to stick. Question. <laughs> yeah, it looks like he's going to stick with Florida State. Um, it, it, for a while today, we thought that Florida State might cut him. Uh, Florida State had actually gotten up to as many as 37 commitments. Um, I have not been monitoring their situation over the last six hours, so I'm not sure w- what they've done. But at one point today, they were up to 37 commitments, which they obviously could not accommodate, and. Um, there was some speculation that Featherton might not make the cut and would fall to Miami. But from what I've heard at this point as, is that Florida State, because they didn't get Lorenzo Carter, that it looks like he's going to Georgia, because they don't believe they're getting Chad Thomas, that he's probably coming to Miami, that they were going to keep him and Featherston in, in, the, in the class. So I uh, don't think he's going to fall to the Canes. Yeah, All right. Um, they said, oh, sorry. Um they said something about that in the Miami Herald, so I was just wondering. No, that's, that's the best info we can give you on that one um, right now. All right, um, thank you so much for being part of the show. All right, thanks, Gary. All right, guys, we're going to go back here and uh, get back in the grinder and see if we can, if there's stuff we can find out for you guys tonight. Um, otherwise, uh, be with us at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning when, when the action's going to begin. Uh, it should be a, a very exciting National Signing Day, as they all are. Um, we'll be out all over the place. Um, we'll definitely be at Booker T. Washington at 9. We're going to try to bring that to you live. We'll definitely be at Trevante Valentine's announcement at 10.30. Um, beyond that, we'll have coverage all day long on all the, on all the signees. So um, buckle your seatbelt for National Signing Day, and uh, thank you so much for joining us tonight on this edition of Kane Sport Live. Good night, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.